this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I'm your host, Ajelos, and that awesome intro music that was you just heard was brought to you by the amazingly talented Family Jewels. If you want to hear that song, uh, which is called the Elder Scrolls Medley, uh, as well as all of his awesome, amazing video game covers, check him out over at youtube.com slash familyjewels7x. Uh, so... We are back with another episode, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Arkanir. Hello. How are you, buddy? Well, I am slowly turning into an Argonian named Needs More Sleep, so you figure. <laughs> but I'm excited, that's for sure. I know you said earlier that you were uh, you made the mistake of falling asleep at a different time and sleeping most of the day, which now sets your schedule off, right? Yeah. I mean, I never had a schedule to begin with, but my plan was to like sleep at 8 Okay. Right. Woke up at 8 p.m., <laughs> which didn't go well, yeah. 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 I know you struggle with sleep like crazy, so, I mean, that, that always yep. sucks. I, I wish I could say I understand, but uh, I don't. You are one of those blessed people. Oh, that yeah. Can oh, to sleep instantly. Oh, yeah. Thais hates me because, like, I could be in the. Um, I think I've st- told this story before, but I mean, it's kind of relevant here. We were at a Christmas party at her parents, uh, and her family. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could argue I'm loud. It, it, which is true. I'm loud when 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 I'm speaking, but I'm generally actually very reserved as a person. So it, it, I'll say something if there's something worthy of speaking. But if not, then I, I don't. Uh, so I'm considered quiet by their family. If that's any if that's any indication. So and of course they 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 have a small apartment, and uh, 
you know, the one bedroom is, is like, it's two bedrooms and one's her sister and one's her mom. So like that meant myself. And at this point, Ezra wasn't born yet. I don't, for this particular story. Uh, but everyone's out in the, in the living room and that's where we, you know, obviously the living room kitchen are together. So that's where, you know, Thais and I were sleeping, right? Like on the couch, everyone else is still eating, still laughing, still joking around, doing whatever it is. And I decide, I'm tired. So it was funny because the way she's like, I don't get it. You literally just like, oh, my cat just knocked on my camera and messed up my camera. Cause that's what she does. <laughs> uh, but my, um, I literally just go, I'm tired. Everyone I'm going to bed. And I lay down and I was asleep and everyone like they, they weren't trying to be quiet. They looked over at me and I was out and <laughs> her entire family struggles with sleeping. So her entire family hated me because of how easily it was i they they kind of make fun i'm kind of like one of uh, uh the dwemer automatons i just shut off when i'm like i'm tired i go i'm going to bed and i flip a switch and i'm off uh <laughs> people at work do the same thing to me because every day at work uh you know i get an hour for lunch or whatever and I, I i generally eat while i'm working so it's not like i'm i need the hour but i take it anyway because i take a nap and i get the full hour <laughs> <laughs> because I literally go out to my car and just I'm out just completely out and uh yeah my boss walked by before he's like I don't get it like he literally goes I'm out and he's gone and he wakes up exactly one hour later because I set my alarm and I get up and that that's it uh so See, if, I, if I try to try to get like an hour nap I end up not sleeping for the first 50 minutes and then when I do manage to sleep there's no way I'm waking up after that 10 minutes because I just mm-hmm. slept. And then it ends up, uh, turns into a full-on sleep. And yeah, I end up in this situation. <laughs> but it's definitely a boss. Yeah, yeah. Either my, my side is a curse <laughs> or your side is a blessing. I don't know which one, but either one of those is true. I don't know. I think it's got to be your side of that, but... Uh... So before we get into our gameplay, I got to say, give a couple shout outs to a few awesome people who support us now over on Twitch, because you can subscribe to us over there at twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network. We're up a couple people. We actually had three this week, which is amazing. So I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Baron Dalton, um, Dog 52 and I'm going to try to pronounce this last one because it's going to be really, really hard for me, Ikazugami. Ikazugami. All right, that's what it's going to be. Thank you so much, guys. And I apologize if I, you know, terribly butchered your uh, Twitch name, but hey, I did my best. Uh, so thank <laughs> you so much, guys, for supporting us. That goes over to support what we do here at the Dungeon Crawler Network. And my mic just rolled over. And so that is very much appreciated. We really appreciate that. So I wanted to shout those people out. And, of course, we had Lord Obi last week, and Meow's Bark re-upped her sub again, so that's really appreciated. So we really do appreciate that. All right. Ark, it's Tales time. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've been doing in uh, Tamriel. Well, um, unfortunately, I haven't got, like, Elder Scrolls Online gameplay at all. I think I only did veteran um, White Gold Tower, but that was it. Other than that, obviously the first item on my list, uh, since... Actually, I'll, I'll leave that to last, 
so you get the you get to speak about yours as well. I'm back in Skyrim. Uh, I decided to play some Skyrim because my brother restarted it, and you know you can't just resist uh, playing Skyrim if there is someone in the same household that is also playing it. So uh, yeah. I got back to it, and I'm playing with a character that is using two-handed great axe. Which doesn't work, even on Skyrim, let alone Elder Scrolls Online as a tank, but it doesn't work on Skyrim either. Because you you run out of stamina real quickly. Oh yeah. You hit, you hit someone twice, and then your damage is completely gone. Mm-hmm. And when they hit you back, you don't have spells. Because your both hands are full, you can't cast spells. So it's been difficult. Uh, but what I, what I wanted to talk about is the story of this character that I'm playing in um, Skyrim. Uh, I decided, actually, I didn't have this in mind when I first started uh, that character, but uh, eventually I felt like, okay, this fits. So my Elder Scrolls Online character is Jürgen Kainsan, which uh, in Elder Scrolls Online, in Second Era, started, uh, like, he, bo- he was born in Riverwood, but uh, his parents die at an early age, so he gets adopted by... Not adopted, but like he starts hanging out at the Temple of Kain in Whiterun. Uh, he grows up with the temple, uh, you know, temple for take care of him, which they name him Kainsan uh, because of that. Mm. And he spends his life, you know, guarding the pe- pilgrims to Elder Gleam. Uh, wait, what was the name of the tree? Elder um, Elder Gleam, I think. Elder I Gleam, I think, is what you're yeah, looking yeah, for. Elder yeah, Elder Gleam, yeah. Uh, like he uh, escorts the um, pilgrims and whatnot. You know, he acts as a guard, like a warrior priest for the temple. And then the events of the main quest of Elder Scrolls Online happens. He fights Molak Bal. Uh, he gets amulet of kings being used on him to achieve that, um, you know, the main story power thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, after being host of that divine power, he ends up being immortal. Not really like he still can be killed, but um, he doesn't age after that point. So he goes on to live. Since I played Oblivion as a lord as well, uh, he goes on to live the events of Oblivion too. So he fights in the Oblivion crisis as well, becomes the hero of Kvach, and from there he goes on to live the events of Skyrim. So that's that's my... um, that's Jürgen Kainzan, like an immortal lord. He just hangs around from game to game, from era to era. Um, so that's that's who the character is, which is why I also go, went with the like two-handed sword. Yeah, yeah. Even though like in Elder Scrolls Online, I use one-handed sword. Though. Let's not get that wrong. But <laughs> you don't want to be known as a sex part, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Just here? Gotta... Uh, I shouldn't give you any openings. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure you are going to use them. Uh, yeah, you are. You are pretty much correct there, sir. Yeah. Uh, so what I did in Skyrim is two things. First, I got lost for for the first time. I actually got lost in some ruins in Skyrim. Uh, I was looking for this power of power word, word of power. Mm-hmm. You know, which someone brings you a letter saying that okay, there's a word of power here. Go get it. Um, that's in the la- like later half, right? Like that, the letters don't come till after you discover so many of them, isn't it? Right? Like I yeah, kind of swore, um, like it's actually after the main quest. It, like it, after you've 
finish oh, the main quest. Okay. It's a way of games letting you know where the um, stuff are. I see. In case you don't want to deal with um, either Partnux or Blades to tell you where they are, I guess. Um, which my character doesn't really care about, so um, I follow the letters and I actually got lost in one of these dungeons. I, I de delved deeper and deeper into the dungeons and spent about an hour. Like, I see the marker. I'm on the same level as the... Like, I'm in the same room. I, uh, the marker shows that I'm in the same room as the Word of Power. But I just wasn't able to get to it. Because, unlike many of the dungeons, I had to go up, not down. Which I kept going down. So I spent like an hour there getting lost. And it took me a while to figure that out. And after that, I actually did the Dragonborn questline. Okay. Which I have a question here. So um, in the Dragonborn DLC questline, you, you fight Mirak, which claims to be the first Dragonborn. And he says something along the lines of, here fights like the first Dragonborn against the last Dragonborn. Mm -hmm. um, how is Mirak? Is Mirak actually the first Dragonborn? Mm. Or does he mean something else by being the first Dragonborn? Because, if, as far as I'm concerned, the first Dragonborns like, isn't Mirak. He did I, I'm a bit lost there, so See, I thought I'd bring that up. You know, and it, it's funny that you say that because I, I don't... I don't know if, if that was something like his own twisted fantasy or something along those lines, because you're right. Technically speaking, um, it would have been the dragonborn would have been the first dragonborn would have been uh, Raymond of the second dynasty mm -hmm. because he was born out of the mound after, you know, after uh, oh, what's his face had uh, intercourse with, the ghost of Alessia and uh, Raymond was born. He would have technically been the dragonborn because that was like the covenant that uh, Akatosh had with Alessia, you know, that mm -hmm. the blood of her, you know, would, would be dragonborn. So like, you know, as you're going through the storyline, the dragonborn was always someone tied to the, to the, uh, amulet of kings yeah. so I there, find, there now, maybe maybe he was one of the first who could use the thum but being mm -hmm. able to use the thum didn't necessarily make you dragonborn because if that were the case then why was not all of the all of the graybeards considered dragonborn there they weren't yeah. they could use the thum after years and years of study but not not the other way around. So, like, that's what I know of his history. I may be missing something. But in my eyes, the first Dragonborn would have been Raymond. Um, mm -hmm. Because I don't think Alessia had children uh, in her mortal life, anyway. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah. Crypt Cryptic Rob in chat says, According to Hermanus, Hermanus Mora and the people of Solstheim, he is. So, I, I like... Half of the quest line I did a long time ago before mm -hmm. I restarted playing, so I don't remember. But yeah, that's kind of like Hermamora pretty much knows everything, but it is also possible that he was just lying to um, 
you know keep the keep Mirak's ego up there so yeah something like that i guess since oh, he's yeah. a daedric prince and i was gonna say like it's not above him to you know to lie about such a thing because i mean mm-hmm. he's forbidden knowledge but i mean doesn't necessarily mean he had to say yes or you know nay or whatever so i don't know i i i, I agree uh with with what uh sdmf cryptic rob is saying you know about according to hermaeus mora and the people of solstheim but i guess at 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 the same time the thing that i think about is the people of solstheim that's the one thing i love most about elder scrolls is the lore is told from the point of of the people but people are fallible Mm -hmm. right yeah um so yeah, that's kind of like in my mind. I'm sitting there going, you know, eh, maybe, but at the same time, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that, you know, that it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I guess so. That that's my thought of the whole thing. Yep. Thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Since you know, lore stuff. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love lore stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So beyond that, there's one thing. Um. Since I actually figured out um, how to duel in Elder Scrolls Legends on mobile, mm-hmm. we actually decided to duel with Ag <laughs> for just one game. And I was actually doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually doing pretty good. I started, obviously, since I'm playing against Ag, uh, he started with all the nice cards that he can play right away. While I had, like, my first cards were, like, five to six mana, so I wasn't pl- able to play them. Uh, but then I got up there, I reconfigured what I'm doing, and I actually, at one point, got the board superiority as well. And I dropped one of my best cards, which was going to hit Ag, but it was pretty much going to be a kill shot. Because it was going, it gets like plus one, plus one attack and defense for each minion that is killed from my side, and at that point it was like, 11 to 11 attack and defense. It had some like that. It was a kill shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Ag comes on with his RNG. <laughs> what? What? He played. Wasn't it like you killed? You killed something that? Uh, I thought this was the one where you killed something. Like I, I had those golden saints, and you killed yeah, those yeah, off, yeah, you... and you killed something that was like, oh, pull out uh, the one of the cards that was on your discard pile, and it so happened to be the golden saints again. <laughs> So the Golden Saint card uh, is that you play it on one lane, and if you have more health, I think, than your opponent, it duplicates itself, and it is on both lanes. Mm-hmm. And it has Taunt, or Guard, in uh, as it's called in Elder Scrolls Legends, and you can't attack the player unless you kill that card first. So I kill both of these cards on both lanes. Then I attack Ag. I think you draw a prophecy card or something like that when yeah. your health went low. I think it was so a, he, a a javelin too allowed me to destroy anything. Yeah, then he he has this card that allows him to grab one of the cards that is um, already killed that is in his discard pile, and he draws that golden saint again, which duplicates once more on both lanes with guard, and suddenly I lose my like lane superiority and suddenly i can't hit him for the kill shot <laughs> and i i lose one round which is enough for him to kill me like i drew 
is what what I drew a sweet roll for with a similar card. Like that's what I drew from my discard pile. I I, I drew a sweet roll. That is zero to zero. That doesn't have any damage or anything. It's just a sweet roll. And you drew the golden saint. The one card that would save you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um that happened and I lost obviously. I mean I, I had to know like as Scoots is saying, Scoots is saying in chat. Uh, I should have known better than fighting you on an <laughs> RNG-based game. Like, that's that's the one thing I shouldn't have done. Yeah, I mean... I've... Yeah... <laughs> <laughs> See, he doesn't even have anything to say. He's like, I really don't, yeah. no. I've... <laughs> it was disgusting, but disgusting in my favor. Um, a couple things... Now I want to hit it from chat while they're asking, and chat's a- active, so that's awesome. First up, uh, going back to what we talked about with the, the lore again, uh, Cryptic Rob, apparently Mir- Mirat was a dragon priest from the Mythic Era, so that may date... No, that would definitely date it. Like, I mean, Mythic Era is that unknown amount of time that, you know, was so long ago and, and so undefined. It could have been 10 years, it could have been 10,000 years, you really don't know. Uh, that and the Dawn Air don't actually have dates like of, mm. of recordable time. They're just a thing. But were the dragon pe- priests considered dragonborn? I mean, they were priests for the dragons, but that didn't necessarily mean they were dragonborn. I feel like I'm losing I... my lore here, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> but I, I don't think that necessarily made them dragonborn, because dragonborn... I was almost positive that the Dragonborn were blessed of Akatosh, not necessarily the dragons themselves. Does that seem right to you, Ark? Yeah. Like, that seems like I mean, right to me. I remember watching a video talking about Dragonborns and the bloodline of Septim. And mm-hmm. on that video, or in the comments, I don't remember, but they mentioned that there are two, there may be at least, it this may even be on Reddit, I don't know. Uh, that there, there may be two different kinds of uh, Dragonborn. One is from the Bloodline, like the Septim Bloodline, mm-hmm. which aren't necessarily able to use the tomb or um, able to uh, like consume the dragon souls. Then again, we don't, have really, we don't really have a way to know this because the Septim line... When the Septim line was alive, there weren't uh, dragons around to like show off if they can uh, consume their souls and whatnot. And the other uh, thing they mentioned, I don't remember what they called it, but it is something like a sky shard, but with Akatosh's like essence. Mm-hmm. And there is only one of this, which switches from Dragonborn to Dragonborn a long time, like uh, like Heritance. Yeah, uh, from one soul to another soul. And that's the Dragonborns, that's the Dragonborn that we play as in Skyrim, which isn't from the Bloodline. Like, his Dragonborn powers isn't from the Bloodline, but from that uh, piece of essence or whatever it is that uh, eventually ended up in him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is also the reason he is not a Nord or an Imperial, but he can be like an Elf or a Khajiit and whatnot. No, he, he, he cannot be an Elf. Well, in Skyrim, you can choose no, an elf and no, still play. That's wrong. I know, I know. I'm just 
explaining what, <laughs> like, I'm not going to let an elf be dragonborn as well, but that's just how it was explained. Um, so yeah, that if if that's the case, perhaps the he mentions like the first dragonborn Mirak mentions is with that essence, while the other dragonborns uh, from like Remen and whatnot they are the bloodline dragonborns. Perhaps there's something like that, but I'm not sure if this is canon in the lore or not. I just remember reading or watching this. Right. That's that's. It. Gotcha. Um. Next up, Scooter hates me and my RNG. <laughs> Should have known yep. better. He's even Pete Hines can't pull that kind of draws. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, I I got it coming to me at at some point, and I will tell you here in a second. Uh, next up, what deck do you play, Ag? Yellow, purple? Yes, actually, it is a, um, a variation of, of the base build you get, like, just from doing the story, Imperial Might. Uh, I, I love the willpower, uh, purple deck, um, because, I, and, I mean, I played it multiple times, and I played a couple people, the, it doesn't start off very strong, and I'll, I'll talk about this, I, you know what, I'll talk in my tales. Uh, I'll explain my deck in, in my tales, whenever I get to that point. So, anyway, yeah, continue your story. Um, yeah, that was about it. That's, oh. Well, yeah. Well, well, then, there we go. Um, I yeah. lost. What more, what, what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Well, all right, let me go over my tales, what I've been doing in Tamriel. So, first off, I know last week I talked about the dragon set, the Parthenite, or the Alduin set. I eventually gave up and went back to my, you know... Uh, uh, purple yellow deck because I love my Imperial Might deck, um, but uh, actually yours I think is strength uh, yellow red, not yellow. Purple. No, that's 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 uh, that's like the Crusader deck. Um, that's uh, that's different than what mine is. Mine is uh, oh, okay. purple, which is Imperials mostly. I mean, mostly Imperials. I mean, there's other things, but the most iconic <laughs> thing is like the idea of the Imperial style uh or uh what is that i i can't remember exactly what the what stat is assigned to purple anymore but anyway that's regardless of this um so like the dragon set was pretty nice alduin was like really powerful but he was so expensive to get mm-hmm. um i don't know he was just so freaking expensive that it uh it got to the point where I don't know. It, 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 the only way you could effectively play him would be to freaking like, I don't know. Um, you probably have to go you, like full endurance, full purple. Yeah, um, is it purple? It, just it, like prolong the, the game deck. for as long as you can. You'd either have to yeah, do his, like a hiss deck or something to make it viable, because normally by the time you have enough magicka to play him you're dead or the game's over. Yep. Most games don't go that long. Um, you know, obviously if you play out when it's over, right? Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's an, I win card, but by that late in the game, if you can make it that far, there was a good chance that you were probably going to win anyway. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Like that, that's kind of my thought on the thing. Like it was okay, but I, I just didn't enjoy playing that Magicka stack deck. I know some people really do, but I don't know. I don't. I think it's boring, and I, I prefer some other the other decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
man, I cannot figure out how to make this potion either. Um, so next <laughs> up, uh, I had to run a, I actually had to run a red guard deck just to finish it daily, uh, because it was on my list forever. It was one of those where you had to use like items. Well, none of my decks ever use items. So I had to run like the red guard deck that uses, you know, lots of items. So I made a special deck for that to finish that daily. And that, that went okay. Like, you know, that, that, w- that wasn't bad. I thought that went pretty well. Um, so followed up, let's see, I made a complete junk deck because I had a, I had a, uh, uh, a daily that required me to like do like 10 prophecies, right? Like just something was like, you have to play a bunch of prophecy cards. So the idea of the deck was actually just to lose. Like I wasn't <laughs> making it to win. So I literally made this deck and loaded it with as many prophecy cards as I could. Like, any random prophecy card. I didn't even care what it did. I just... Load. <laughs> so, out of, like, 50 cards, there was, like, 35 of them were prophecy. You know, that way, if a rune broke, you were almost guaranteed to get a prophecy. Almost. Yeah. Like, it was a very high percentage. Uh, so, it, it was just... Like, it wasn't a deck that I made to win. It was one I did just to finish a daily quest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what happened. So, uh, did that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've been playing a lot of Legends because that's my toilet game. Like, <laughs> like my my Paladin brother of Arwen over at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Um, it, I mean, it's better than reading a magazine at this point. It's like, hey, you oh, know, yeah. gotta use the restroom. Well, give me my phone. We gotta play some Legends. You know, it's the best. That's kind of one of the reasons why I was waiting to play Legends for so long too. Because I played the the uh, the beta build of it, you know, and you know the invite and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, but obviously, with any card game, my idea is if I'm on my computer, I have access to other games like ESO and stuff like that. Why would I play a card game when I can play, you know, more demanding games? Right? Like, just why would I do that? Um, so. Wow! Oh, there we go. <laughs> For a second, I'm like, oh man, I just froze up my entire uh, my entire thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I I just didn't really have a desire to play it on my computer. I know uh, Ark was even saying, hey, we should play uh, we should play Legends on stream. And I'm like, oh yeah, we'll have to do that another week when I actually install Legends on my computer yeah. again. Because why would I not play on the phone? Um, so I got rid of that deck. Uh, I was playing the Dunmer Avengers deck, which is green, purple. I think that purple. Was, oh, it I'm, might I'm gonna be blue. Maybe it's it's. There, I think it's blue. There's a yeah. lot of blue in um, Dunmer Dunmers, or more, a lot of Dunmers in blue. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up my legends just to check, but I think you're right. I think it's blue. Blue green is the color that I used. I've been playing around with a lot of decks, trying to find one that I really like. I mean, I really liked the oh man, I, stupid legends signed me out, so I don't want to. I don't want to type with my phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I if it was the main story, like if you play the main story, you get that card deck, right? Like it's from you unlock it by doing the story, and it's called Dunmer Avengers or Revengers or 
Dunmer mm-hmm. Avengers. Like you, now, I modified it slightly. I took the deck and I added a few cards. I changed some stuff around. Uh, so it, it's not the base, but I, I, I kept the theme, obviously. So that's what I was doing. And, I mean, it was okay, but then I settled on, uh, I guess it's called Spell Sword. That's what it is. Spell Sword is the one that I'm thinking of, which is, is uh, purple and and um, purple and yellow. I think that's referred to as Spell Sword uh, when you make your own deck. Um, now, I don't really call it Spell Sword because it does... Re- I, I look... <laughs> Almost everything I have is Imperials because the thing with my Imperials is they don't start off strong. I don't really have any card in my deck, which is like a super heavy hitter. You know, like when you drop one and it's like a nine of nine or something, you know, nine, nine. I don't have anything like that. But Can what... I stop you real quick? Yeah. Can we ban, ban a subscriber? Can we ban a subscriber? Yeah. Can we hit? A subscriber with the ban hammer. Because oh, Baron! Ah, uh, I don't. Mm. <laughs> as much as I love the money, there, dude. I don't know that. That's almost a ban worthy statement. Now, one of our Twitch subscribers says Talos is not real. Elven supremacy is the only truth. I think that's a bannable offense. Heresy. I, I definitely think that's a bannable offense. I don't know if I can deal with that. Oh, it hurts <laughs> my soul, man. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> now, now you just broke me of everything that I was going to say. Cause that, I, I can't stop thinking about that. Like it, it's such a fallacy. It's like one of those things where like people going, you know, uh, <sighs> the ancient aliens guys are like the flat earth people. You're just sitting there going, seriously, like (laughs) seriously, like that's, that's the level of, of, of like fallacy that this is. I just, I I can barely deal with that. But anyway, wow. Killing me. Nern is flat. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're just being trolled at this point. Yeah. Show's over guys. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. No, we gotta, we gotta go cry. Yeah. We're going to cry in the corner for your, your, your souls at this point, because clearly you'll never make it to, uh, to Sovngarde thinking that way. So forever lost in, 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 in some elven Daedric hell. That's pretty much all it is. Anyway, so I found the spell sword deck, and like I, as I was saying earlier, there's I have no cards that are super heavy. Actually, I don't think I have a single card that is above a four in either power or health. Like that's not how the deck works. The deck mm-hmm. works in that you have a lot of cards that buff other cards. Like you get like these one twos, like um. Uh, Imperial Trainer or something like that. So what she literally yep. does is anytime you summon an ally, she adds like plus one to their health, plus one to their... I think it's plus one to both, or it might only be one. But regardless, mm-hmm. I think it's like plus one to their attack. And it's for every single one that's added, right? So, oh, it's it's so... So, like, that's how I win 
decks like if i get i even have ones that literally are called imperial reinforcements which fill my lane with uh one ones like literally one yeah. ones that's all they are and oh and it's suddenly fantastic they become two twos or three threes and two 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 two, two, two. yep and then of course then i have like things like uh the uh um uh, imperial uh imperial uh, legionnaire who gives plus one 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 to every friendly unit it's just massive amounts of of boosting up characters so yeah. like you see like this whole row of one one so you kind of ignore them and all of a sudden i do like rallying horn and everyone gets like <laughs> four ones for a turn and then all of a sudden you ha- you're looking at this one line of imperials that were originally one ones now they're all like five five and you're like oh <laughs> in one turn they took down 70 percent of my health it's it's amazing and i've been having so much fun with with that de- with that deck like yeah, so much fun. One way to deal with that is have a regen re- like a card with both guard and regenerate, like from the purple line, and then buff it up with as many items as you can, so it just doesn't die in that lane mm-hmm. unless they have a card like nine nine or something like that. So that's or, one way to do it. But are uh, piercing javelin, which is willpower yellow, which allows you to destroy. I actually have four destroy cards in my deck. Three Piercing Javelins and one Edict of Azura, which allows me... The Edict of Azura is actually super useful because it allows me to destroy any character or any support that somebody has. So those are my straight-up denies. So I should, I, I should add something like that as well. Yeah. But this the, just doesn't really exist on red and purple. It doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Um, Bo, the the see, I don't, I don't know a lot of the other decks, so forgive me. But yellow has the piercing javelin, and edict of azura is actually a dual card. It's a dual spec card, so you can't use it unless you're purple yellow, because it's yeah. both. Yeah. So and uh, Isha, Isha, welcome Isha to the chat room. Thank you so much for showing up, guys. We really appreciate it. the chat room. Is like really awesome tonight. It's Got quite a few people in there. Um, we love spe- you guys. We do. We do love you. And by the way, I don't know how interesting this is going to be, but after this episode is over, I'm going to continue to stream tonight. Um, but by continuing to stream, it's not just going to be gameplay. I'm actually going to stream creative after this, and uh, I'm going to be doing some podcast editing and, and video editing and stuff like that. So if that's something that interests you, I don't know why it would, but if it is something that interests you, uh, you can continue watching and uh, the conversation continue. And once I'm done editing like the three podcast episodes that I have to edit, uh, we'll probably either play some ESO or Guild Wars 2 or something along those lines. Maybe even Darkest Dungeon. I don't know. Don't know. I'll think about it. Anyway, so there we go. Um, so oh, now I close the thing that I actually had everything that i needed on there here comes the best part oh yeah no the best part my favorite part your favorite part so you know how we talked about my rng had come to an end uh so i was playing and of course my favorite person in the world uh nerd man um who is going to yeah no i'm just nerd man (laughs) um you know how he crushes my dreams in pvp 
Well, it turns out. Too, not just yours, <laughs> yeah, but... yeah. Like he crushes yeah. dreams in PvP. Um, and it sounds like we got to follow. So gamer girlfriend sixty eight. Oh, gamer girlfriend sixty eight. Thank you for the follow. Really appreciate that. We really do appreciate everyone who follows us over at twitch.tv slash dungeon crawler network. Definitely trying to build up this audience because we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on this channel coming forward. Actually, um, also anyone who's listening, I am looking for an artist uh, to help spruce right. up the channel. So if you're listening. Can draw fairly well and, you know, good at uh, digital art. I am not. Uh, please let me know because I'm looking to redo the channel in the theme of our logo, which is the dungeon crawler and probably also possibly like uh, my avatar image to be thrown in there as well. Um, if you think that's something you can handle, send me a message either on our Discord uh, or on Twitter at AgelosAGG. ELS underscore WOF. Uh, we can discuss the details, whether or not you're able to do it, and of course the price for it, because obviously it's you know all custom work, and uh, you know definitely gonna. I, I you know I think I said it to someone before. I have no problem paying artists because it's not something I can even do. I just absolutely yep. <laughs> cannot do it myself. And if I tried, it would be it would look slapdash at best. So uh, we can discuss all of that features. So if anyone is that's something you interest you i need to you know do some offline images um panels and uh possibly emotes so uh let me know let me know if that's something you want to take on all right so anyway back to the story (sighs) Nerdman crushed my dreams in eso pvp i mean like hard like really really hard so i'm playing and he goes we got to play next. We got to play next. So we play and I'm playing my Imperial might deck. And I mean, Nerman will tell me, tell you it was close. I mean, it kind of was in terms of health. Oh, but he crushed me like, and not only one time, but he's like, he, he taunted me on. He's kind of like one of those Vegas guys who like, you know, like, who are uh, the scammers who are like, clearly, you know, if you bet me again, you'll clearly win this time. So I was foolish enough to go at him again, and I lost again. And so, yeah, he crushed me and crushed me hard. Act- yeah, so. <laughs> and and that's why it's Ark's favorite, because obviously he beat me. Um, yeah, it was, it was my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not my, like I didn't do it myself, but I still feel satisfied. You still, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should go fight Nerd Man. He'll crush you too. He just crushes everyone's I, dreams. I lost my entire confidence once by going against Nerd Man in ESO. I'm not going to do that again. Oh yeah, but, no. It it's it's disgusting in how how good he is, and it, it yeah. I'm he, still not over that defeat. <laughs> In less than ten seconds, that happened in ESO. <laughs> Scooter and and Mirnat, Scooter and Chat goes. Nerman is the dream crusher in any and all games. Followed by Mirnat. I dueled Nerman today in Legends. Did not go so well for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a common common theme that I I'm seeing here. So don't feel too bad because I don't think anyone who's dueled Nerdman has ventured well. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was, uh, he crushed me hard. Um, yeah. 
Then he tried to make me feel better about it and be like, oh, you almost had me. I'm like, you're just saying that. <laughs> you're going to make me not go, like, slip my wrist or something. But, yeah, so he did that. Now, the last thing I did was actually an ESO. Uh, and apologies to everyone who was here last night. I was actually streaming some ESO, and uh, real life happened. I thought it was only going to be a couple minutes, and it turned out to be all night. So I, like, cut the stream short. I'm like, sorry, guys, I'll be back in a couple minutes. And I noticed, like, people were even chatting in stream because they thought, you know, I said I'd be back in a few minutes, which was the plan. <laughs> it just didn't turn <laughs> out that way. Um, but I was playing a little bit of ESO. And uh, I did one quest that I wanted to talk about because it's it's Rothgar related. And um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because, like, they forced my hand. I was doing the main storyline where you have to aid all the different orc tribes to get them to go behind uh, King Kurog, right? Like, you know, no one wants to come help Kurog because he's crazy. And so you have to help them, so you kind of blackmail them into helping Kurog. That's at least how I'm reading it. So I'm going up and I'm I'm helping the Chital clan, and and I don't want to go too deep into the story for anyone who hasn't done it. This is in Rothgar, by the way. Um, but if you have, you'll probably know what it is. But I'm not going to get into tons of details. Uh, but when you're you're here at this clan, you get there, and uh, the chief is dying. Um, I specifically don't remember why he's dying, but the cause isn't really too big of a deal outside of uh, a later patch. Like, later on, it's kind of a big deal because they explain uh, some issues with why he's why he's dead or whatever the case may be is. But anyway, so as I'm trying to kick my cat off my lap, while you're there and you're doing the quest, um, you have two contenders. Uh, one is a guy who is an exile from another clan because he was too weak to defend his clan from um, from whatever it was that wiped out his clan. So he's kind of an outcast, but now that the other guy's dying, he's stepping up and saying, all right, I'll, you know, I would have never done this before, but I'm going to do it now because we need a, a strong chieftain, you know. So fine, right? Okay, we'll, we'll help you out here. So... We go, and the second one is disguised as someone called Ulgosh. Turns out that it is a female, which they're a traditional orc clan, so having a female leader is a big no-no. And thank you, <laughs> Spooky Boy Love. Wow, these names, I tell you, for the follow. Much appreciated. Anyway. So you go back and you tell the, the, the hearth wife, the forge wife, I think it's the forge wife, um, that, hey, you have these two contenders for the chieftainship, chieftainship, and she hates both of them. Like, she's like, the exile, he obviously can't be, because he's an exile. He's awful. Get, don't, don't, you even, don't, don't you even think about it. Well, you know, whatever. I'm going to do it anyway, because I don't like you. The other one was like, she's a girl. We're traditional. They'll never accept her. So she tells me, all right, they're going to go duel it out because that's what orcs do to find out who is the leader of uh, going to be the leader of the clan. And she's like, what I want you to do, she gives you a sword and said it has a flawed core. It will definitely break. All right. So you got to go give it to whoever you think is the weakest. That way they can't trick their way into this and live. 
And I'm sitting there like you can you could say no. Like I did. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But she forces your hand. There's no way to get around it. It's like it's gonna happen. You know, you're gonna do this thing and tries to throw some Malakath crap at me and I'm not even an orc, but whatever. So I I pick one and of course they die and I feel really dirty about it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Plus I accidentally picked the wrong one and so I killed <laughs> killed the one that i actually wanted to live <clears throat> and i wasn't gonna like restart it so yeah that was uh my eso story i was just really really upset the fact like this like she's like you're gonna do this i'm like well no no i'm not like they give you the option to say no but in the end it's like man i don't care what you say it's gonna happen so make your choice um yeah so unfortunately i'm okay with like forced decisions in MMORPGs because at some point you have to have limitations like you can't be as free as a single player game I guess yeah but to have a forced option on a thing like that when when your lore like when your universe has a race that is obsessed with honor and glory like to mm-hmm. reach Savangard you force half of your potential well maybe not half but all your north players to do this dishonorable tricky thing and especially for a combat a duel to the death that's that's not a cool um cool forced option yeah that's for sure and and the worst part is some people like well just don't do the quest you can't if you ever want to finish (laughs) like you literally can't skip this quest because it's part of the main story like you have to do it Send Rich an email. Yeah, I got to send Rich Lambert an email. It's not cool, dude. Um, yeah, I just, I was like, no, I didn't want to do it. But, you know, there's no way around it. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of upset about that because I didn't. A, I, uh, I kind of like the male more than the female anyway. Um, I, uh, old gosh, and the other one, which happened to be her uncle because it was, you know, like they're all family members too, so that was also added fun. Um, but yeah, I ended up having to kill the guy, and I I just didn't want to do it. I'm like, I don't want to kill this guy, and <laughs> honestly, I don't. Uh, you know, why would I want to rig rig the election, so to speak, of of the chieftain? Like that's not cool. Let him fight it out honorably and see who really wins. But you have to do it to complete the quest, and I was not very happy. So, all right. Wow, so much, uh, so, yeah. so many things. Uh, I see Tempest Jordan Seven also jo- uh, signed up. I really appreciate that. I didn't hear the thing, but uh, I really appreciate the follow, guys. It's really awesome. Okay, so that's going to end our tales section. Uh, but before we move on to the news, which we have tons to talk about for once, uh, wow, do we have another follow? I just heard the message. Oh, there's Tempest Storm. I just see it now. Took a second. It was delayed. That was weird. Anyway, um, oh, Patreon. Uh, if anyone wants to support us on a, you know, at a different rate than you know what Twitch offers or whatever the case may be, uh, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/DungeonCrawlerNetwork. These guys are the lifeblood of our network. That we have some amazing fans who they're just they're the best, and they've been supporting us for many many months now, and uh, helped offset the cost of the network and all the stuff that I've been throwing in. 
So I, I really do appreciate that. So if you, if you are so inclined, patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. Uh, we don't actually have any other form of affiliates, anything like that. We we're not a uh, podcast where you'll hear us, you know, go to this or go here or go there or whatever the case may be is we are a completely fan run show. So, I mean, technically that's even true when I was paying for it. Cause I'm a fan who just wanted to talk on a mic. So <laughs> even when I was paying for it, it was fan run, but it's uh, everyone who supports us there. They're wonderful. And we really do appreciate it. Cat. Seriously, seriously. Khajiit, stop it. <laughs> Trying to get rid of the cat. And she just won't leave. Anyway, all right, Ark, it's time for news. Are you still there? Oh. Oop, there we go. Still yeah, there, Ark? Okay. Yep, I'm here. Gotcha. Discord. No, yeah. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then it. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, we're up to news, Ark. All right. So, um, we are going to start with a one quick mention, and then we are going to move on to the news. Which is, well, we do have, as you said, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So currently, the Imperial City Anniversary event is going on, and it will continue to do so until September 18. Um, what this is, is it's to celebrate the, well, anniversary of Imperial City LC, which you can buy for 1,250 crowns. Or if you want the Imperial Edition Collector's Edition, you can buy that for 3,300 crowns, which is uh, discounted prices. Uh, What you are going to get during this event is that if you go into Imperial City, you will get double Talar Stones, Mm -hmm. double chance of picking Stonefire Scamp or the Soul Shirvan Skin, which is quite rare, so this might be one chance to get that. You'll also get double amount of K-Fragments, as well as a uh, double amount of sacks dropped by Cunning Scamps and Troll Scamp. Mm-hmm. And this will continue, as I said, until September 18. Uh, this was just a quick dimension. Now, now yeah, go ahead. I, I will say uh, a few things as I'm sending a message to my wife to bring my water down when you come down. There. <laughs> Everyone got to hear me send a message because obviously with podcasting, I need to need to um, drink water. Hydrate. So hydrate, yes. Um, I really like this event. Now, there has been some complaints. I specifically was talking to Nate, a.k.a. Misa. Um, he's been sending me a bunch of text messages throughout the week, um, specifically living the dream where he was both playing Imperial City and playing Legends at the same time. Like, he's sitting on <laughs> his couch playing... ESO while having his tablet on his lap playing Legends. I'm like, dude, that's that's living the dream, man. <laughs> just saying, that's, best best use of multitasking. Yeah, I mean, that's that right there. That you you can't get much better than that. And I was like, dude, rock on. Um, so yeah, definitely that was uh, that was something that he he was mentioning that the problem with this event is that Cyrodiil proper now is just. There, there's nothing right like no one's doing it just because why would you when a double event's going on so like you go to Cyrodiil and it's just it's empty it's it's barren yeah. um yeah it's so that that's kind of an issue and of course now also the other issue um 
<laughs> okay, guys, we need to buy a mini fridge and a urinal to put next to Ag's desk. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a patron fund or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, uh, that, that'll be a, a patron goal. If we hit so much money, I'll get a mini fridge and like a chemical bucket next to my computer. So that way I can just podcast nonstop. I don't yep. know if anyone and, would want uh, to see and... that. <laughs> um, but uh, the other issue that we've been seeing, which I don't know if it's really an issue, but it's just something that's different. Imperial City's kind of been more of a smaller base thing since it's been launched. But now, because of the event, people are running in Zergs of like 20, 30 people or higher. So solo players are just getting crushed, right? Or not even solo players. Even small group players are just getting crushed because, well, you know, let's face it. It's like you go in to to do anything in this area and you're just going to get run over by a, a giant Zerg. I mean, yeah, but there is no way of avoiding that. No, no, there's not. It, it's just it. the people who have been playing Imperial City and enjoy the content for what it is um, are now like, I don't know. <laughs> are now... I mean, this is an MMORPG. They can yeah. always um, try to join a group that is large, like try to be a part of the Zerg as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, definitely I don't see agree. that as a problem. I think it's not it's a problem to some players, and I wanted to mention it because it, it has changed the way people are playing during this event. So if you are one of those people who like going in and maybe a, a either solo or duo or whatever, be prepared because right now that's what you're gonna find is tons of of, of Zerg groups. Because yeah. that's you know running all around so if you enjoyed the small scale style that it was once upon a time you're gonna want to wait till the event's over i think yep all right so um on to the news actual news they released the article for the clockwork city dlc and update 16 um, now I created bullet points for it, so mm-hmm. I won't read it. Read everything, but if you want to read everything, you can find it on the news section in ElderScrollsOnline.com, the official website. So basically, it will bring a new zone uh, and new content to the game. Uh, the zone is well similar to like uh, Hughes Bane or whatnot. Uh, it, it's a new zone. It's Clackwork City, uh, with the primary hub being. Brass Fortress. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything in lore, or but I'm not sure. It will bring two new world bosses. Oh, go ahead. All right. No, no, no. I was I was okay. gonna say I didn't think it it particularly meant anything in lore, um, because yeah, yeah. And actually, this is something I wanted to touch on anyway. Uh, is I'm actually happy that it's a zone. I wasn't expecting it to be a zone. I was literally expecting it to be a much smaller. Um, a much smaller thing where maybe like you, you poured in kind of like the dungeons were. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see that it's a zone because you, you get to experience a little bit of the clockwork city in Morrowind, specifically when you go to find Sothasil. But, uh, it, it is refreshing to see that it is a zone. Yeah. It's only the size of, of Hughes Bane and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, but it, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, that's, 
Yes, would I have liked it to be bigger? Absolutely. I'm not going to say <laughs> no. I mean, oh my goodness, I want smaller zones. No, I'm not going to say that. It's stupid. Um, but, I mean, it, it's better than what I thought it was going to be. So I guess what I thought, I'm glad to say it's not going to be that way. So it's it's definitely yeah. a plus, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more new places to take screenshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's going to add two new world bosses, two new Dells, a new trial, and of course quests and dailies. Now the quest, the main storyline apparently is um, related to a conflict between Daedric Princes in Oblivion. Um, I kind of, I guess, suspected that because Sora Sil has like uh, agreements or whatever with many Daedric Princes, like right? Like I remember reading or hearing yes. something like that. Yes. That's correct. So if if we get to see the details of it, I'll be so happy because what kind of a person you are to make like pacts with many of the Daedric princes in person as well. Because as far as I know, he actually goes to the Daedric princes and like does whatever he does, I guess. Well, you also got to take into account that uh Mr Mr um Mr. Sothasil himself is at this point at least partially divine, right? Through the yeah, heart of I Lorcan, mean, so he's insanely are... powerful. I mean, even if you look, if you look at Vivek holding Bardal above the world, that was that was um, a Daedric prince trying to destroy Vivek City, and he's like literally, nope, hard deny. Yeah, but I mean, even in their like divine achieved forms, aren't they still? very um what's the opposite of superior inferior inferior yeah inferior to the power of daedric princes because i mean even if they are divines well not divines but like uh achieved some divinity um daedric princes are still daedric princes they are they're true but how many times have daedric princes been thwarted in the past by the any number of people. I mean, the yeah, heroes... It's like, we don't fight them in their realm, in person. We usually just prevent whatever they are doing in Nern through many different ways. We, we just don't go ahead and actually fight the Daedric Prince himself. Oh, yeah, no, he's insanely powerful. Like, just insanely powerful. I mean, yeah, overall, if you get to see that, I'll be so happy because it's always nice to see an overpowered character in person instead of just hearing about it or reading about it. So, right. Now, I don't, I don't know if you discussed this already, um, but did you see the concept art in the video or in the, uh, in the article that was showing off Sothasil? Oh, yeah. 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 What, what are, what are your thoughts? Like, well, you're uh, playing Morrowind now, so yeah. I don't. Have you gotten that far? Have you gotten to the Tribunal expansion? No, no, I haven't seen them. I tried okay. entering Vivek's temple, but it, I couldn't. They didn't okay. let me in, or something like that. So I don't know. Well, looking at this, uh, he looks like a normal Dunmer, except for the Dwemer arm. Which, if this is a skin or something like that, that will be so awesome. Um, like having... I, it, it's actually probably. Do- completely Dwemer, which I'm I'm happy about because by the time you meet Sotha Sil in 
Morrowind, he's actually almost all machine. Ooh. Yeah. No, on, on, on the art, it looks like his only, like, arm, left arm is right. machine. The MR machine, but either way, like it's it's it looks I'm, awesome. I'm actually happy about that, just due to the fact that I didn't even think they were gonna go that far. Yeah. <laughs> now, given you know, like like everyone knows, I'm not very happy with Amalexia's model. Like I thought they kind of cheaped out with her, especially in the yeah. beginning, which I think they probably didn't spend the time that Amalexia deserved. Um, and that was a big concern of mine, especially like because I said. If they kind of messed up Amalexia, who arguably is one of the easiest characters to do because she's the most normal of, of the two, how are they going to do it when it comes to uh, Vivek or Sotha Sil, obviously? And I know the time, like that was another thing I was kind of thinking what, you know, that they were going to do is they were going to quote unquote cheap out by mm. just. Um, Oh, back in in this time, they weren't that way, right? You know, like that was what I was imagining they were gonna do, but it turns out I I, I was very pleasantly surprised that that is not what they did, especially with Vivek. So I had a lot more hope once I saw Vivek because they gave Vivek the time he deserved and actually made mm-hmm. him look the way he was supposed to. Now, again, Sothasil is a unique beast because, let's face it, he he is probably the strangest of all of them. And I thought, wow, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, so when I saw the art, I can't lie that I'm partially disappointed. But given the time period in which this is happening, I guess it makes sense because at least they kept part of the you know, metallic body, which being the arm. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of happy about that. Like I said, it's better than what I thought they were gonna do. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was my thought. They 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 had a lot they could ruin with him. And while mm-hmm. I think they might have cheaped out a little bit, I I think they did better than I thought they were gonna do. So I mean, that's a yeah. plus. Also, it might be a skin because uh, in the article under the trial, like in the screenshot that is the under trial section, uh, one of the characters, like in-game screenshot, one of the characters' right arm is full Dwemer. Now, that might be an armor, that might be a skin. I'm not sure, but it either way, even maybe it's a new motif as well because it does, it will bring new motifs to the game. But either way, it looks very awesome, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, where was I? So, the conflict between the Age of Princes and Oblivion, and the quest size, the story size, apparently will be similar to Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild, which is not too bad, in my opinion, because I haven't still haven't finished either, mainly because I keep... Ha- like, I have to do daily quests to continue the story, which I hate, so I just can't go through it. So I I just hope they don't do that as well, again. Like let me do the quest. I don't I I, I don't care about dailies. I don't want to do repetitive stuff. Let me do the story and leave me be. Right. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we Dark Brotherhood and both Thieves Guild kind of hit that point where if you didn't do dailies, you weren't. 
Yeah, you just can't get the story quest as well unless you do dates. Yeah, it kind of locks you with the story. Yeah, that's what I heard beeping. I guess that must have been you, but I'm sitting here going, uh, Yeah, I turned my uh, AC off. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. I just heard <laughs> yeah. beeping. I'm like, is that my computer? Is it doing something? Nope. <laughs> Should I be worried? <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, about the new trial, it will be called Asylum Sanctorium. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know what that means. It will const, uh, it's it apparently it will be a shorter trial in comparison, and it will uh, consist of three buses, uh, which are called Saint Alms, Saint Felms, and Saint Lilothus or whatever. Yes. Um, which um, also the article mentions they will be mechanical buses, so. I don't know if like these saints are mechanical themselves, whoever these saints are and whatnot. Um, do you want to mention that or talk about it now? Or yeah, yeah, no, we'll maybe? we'll, we'll oh. talk now. Um, I know the unofficial Elder Scrolls page has posted a tweet about it, and here's something that's really fascinating. If you didn't know, if you play Morrowind and specifically go to Vivek City, there's actually shrines to these people mm-hmm. that you can these different saints. These are three of the saints that they mentioned. Now, I guess part of the lore inconsistency would be the fact that they are robotic at this point. So, like, in my eyes, are these actual the actual saints that m- perhaps Sothasil had experimented on? Or is it just, like, the way you mock something, like, made a statue of them or whatever, and, you know, it's not really them. He's just, you know, making fun of the saints that, that were mm-hmm. there. Um, the other thing was, and I'm I'm not sure on this one, but with the time frame, were these saints alive at that point? Right? Like, is that that's also something to take into account? Um, were well, they- I guess so because, like in Elder Scrolls Vikia, uh, it says like Saint Olms is known to have founded the Ordinators, which are alive and uh, like they are in Elder Scrolls Online and in Second yeah, Era. The guards. I guess. Yeah, they're the guys. Uh, so if he actually founded them, well, he gotta be alive. Well, at least alive at some point. So, like, if he's already been known as a saint, okay, mm-hmm. like, I guess at that point in time, the sainthood, um, at least in, and I'm contributing this to, uh, you know, like Christianity at this point, because obviously this is the religion that I am, and I have the most experience, so I could talk about it sainthood normally doesn't come till after a death like that's hmm. you know what i mean like when someone is sainted it's and and specifically i know some people would probably be you know i'm not catholic so maybe i'm not the best on this one but um a lot of times just from like catholic history and stuff like that saints didn't always happen till much later in time like they were you know a century later were they known as saints for whatever the reason that they you know were sainted you know whether it be martyrdom or did some great act uh for god something along Mm -hmm. those lines so the fact that they're already saints does that mean that possibly they were captured by sothasil or everyone presumes them to be dead but they're not really at this point Perhaps, or sort of like, or they died, and Sorosil just recreated them as the Wimmer machinery mm. to guard Clockwork City or something like that. That also because is a good point. Apparently, like Felms, Saint Felms, um, 
also known as a warlord, he defeated the Nord invaders and drove them from Morrowin. So these guys were probably quite powerful and whatnot as well. Yeah. So maybe Sorasil just um, recreated them, uh, something like that. But I don't know, like if if that's canon, like if us fighting them in Clockwork City or whatnot is canon, or if it's lore breaking or whatnot. But well, yeah. I mean, we've already had this discussion about lore and ESO, and uh, I mean, there's if, if you want to talk lore breaking, the whole idea of Cyrodiil as a temperate oh, yeah. forest in the second era is probably one of the largest um largest things people bring up is going yeah that's insanely lore breaking at this point you know like mm-hmm. I, I of all the things that they've done this is probably one of the more minor you're know, like okay yeah. all right i got you but probably one of the more minor issues that they've that they've ever done so yeah so from that else, um, you will get asylum weapons, which are, I guess, something like maelstrom weapons or yep. master weapons. They are the new, the new maelstrom are, um, like you master. said, master. Yeah. yeah. Now here's the interesting part. Okay. You will be able to choose how and when to face each boss, or if you want to go straightly for the main boss, in mm-hmm. which case you fight all three bosses at the same time and. Like, you can customize how you go through the trial, which apparently will um, change the difficulty of the trial. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you go for the main boss directly, it will be, I guess, the most difficult one because you will be fighting all three of them at the same time. Or maybe there is a um, buff queue or something like that uh, that change. So, basically, you can customize how you do the dungeon and um, figure it out how, how it best fits your um, group's playstyle. But also, depending on how you complete the dungeon, the rewards apparently will change as well. So mm-hmm. this is interesting. This this adds a lot of replayability to the trial, other than just for farming it. So And I, I quite enjoy this. I don't know how it will work exactly, but... I mean, this, this system has been done in other games, so I mean, it's not anything too strange like i've seen other ones do it like so you kill the bosses right they actually while the boss is up one fight in particular that i can remember that is most reminiscent of this is um freya the freya boss in in um world of warcraft in oh what ulduar uh, obviously, they were all named after Norse gods, but this was Freya. She was a nature boss, so you could see her patrolling, right? So she's in there patrolling, doing her thing. There were two bosses in the room. Well, three, actually. I think there were three. Well, the numbers are relevant. I think it was three. Um, and they actually all funneled strength into her, right? Yeah. So the hard mode achievement was actually just attacking her without killing the guardians first all the guardians came to attack at the same time. So you're dealing with the guardians and her who had all these buffs on her. As you killed the guardians, it stripped buffs off of her, whether it would be, you know, extra damage, extra health, extra healing, whatever it was like, you could make it easier by doing bosses. And there was also achievements for going, Oh, you've stripped the health, but you left the other things on. So, this kind of thing has been done and I and I definitely like it. It definitely makes for a lot of fun 
and a lot of mm-hmm. achievement hunting at that point too because you, you know you can really add achievements of you know killing the boss while this person's alive killing while this one's alive killing while none's alive you know uh you can you can make the content very repeatable at that point and uh i definitely yeah. i like that i definitely like that a lot I'm looking forward to it because, as you know, I'm not an MMORPG player, and this will be the first time I actually, you know, do a dungeon or whatever like this. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Now the most I guess discussed part of this DLC is the transmutation, the item retraiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they will be able to change the traits of both weapons and armor. Um. It will use it will use a consumable called transmutation crystals, which are available in veteran dungeons and trials, as mentioned in the article. But uh, Rich Lambert also confirmed on Twitter after Fangrush uh, asked about it being a PvPer whether if these crystals would be available as PvP rewards, and they will be also available in like rewards of the worthy stuff or something like that. So they will be available to PvPers as well. Okay. Um, and the I, reason this is, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the only thing that, like, here's the thing we don't know, and I mean this, we don't know it for both PvP and we don't know it for um, PVE as well. What is the rate that these things are gonna drop, and how many is it that we're gonna need to actually do this retrading? Is this actually gonna be something that you know it's rare to find, or you need tons of, or that's kind of the up in the air where it could be mm-hmm. a problem or it might not be. You know, if it, if it's kind of like the the thing I'm thinking the most of is the undaunted, um, the laurel recipes. Like they're pretty easy to get, right? Like I mean, you don't get them. It's not a hundred percent, but it's enough that you're like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, y- you're not really worried about not getting those items so i guess that's kind of my thing it's something that could be a problem later on especially if they add them to the crown store and Mm -hmm. they're super hard to get in game and they add them to the crown store right because if they're super hard to get then you know i expect them to be hard to get because of in-game economical reasons because item retreating will change the entire in-game economy because, like, formerly, if you are selling, let's say, um, Warrior Poet Infused Weapons, which was the last item I checked, and it was going for over 150k. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with retreating, there, will, there won't be a difference between um, Warrior Poet Charged, which doesn't even sell, and warrior poet infused because everyone will be able to change the trait and yeah. to balance this um loss of value in the game economy they might make the crystals quite uh, rare so that uh the money transaction continues on crystals rather than items with correct traits like instead of someone selling warrior poet infused sword for 150k they will be selling transmutation crystals for 150k. That kind of deal. So that, I mean, if I was doing this, I would make them rare. But um, then again, I'm not sure how they are going to do it. No, no, I, I, I agree. Making them rare is going to be the only way you're really going to affect at least item economy. 
uh, for weapons and armor at this point. Remember, mm. jewelry will still probably have the proper traits and still be worth money, but that's probably going to be the only thing because you probably can't retrait that because you can't learn jewelry yet, you know? Yeah. Um, so that that's I think we're going to go back to the jewelry as the only valuable item going forward. But potentially, potentially, yeah. But we'll we'll have to see. I don't. I like the change. It's good change, but I, I don't know. I also feel like that might lower the type of content or lower the amount of time people run content now, just because it doesn't matter. Well, I'm I'm kind of fine with that mm-hmm. because I don't like farming the same dungeon over and over again. It's for a non MMO player. You're right. Yeah, yeah. it's probably. <laughs> MMO players, that's something we're used to doing. Like, that was just something you did, right? Like, okay. Well, I'm quite selfish about that part of playing ESO. Like, I really hate the entire daily or farming part of this game. (laughs) But, yeah, that's just me hating the overall concept of MMORPGs. Yeah. Well, not not concept of MMORPGs, but I just hate grinding in any game. Yeah. No, I gotcha. It it makes sense. Um, Mm. But... I guess there was a point I was trying to make, and now I just totally lost it. <laughs> I, well, I, I was just I, saying. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I remembered it at this point. I'm, I'm just worried that, like, are we going to see a very huge drop in content now that it people no longer need to run stuff a million times um, in order to get, you know, get the item that they need? But at the same time, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that huge of an issue as I think about it, only due to the fact that um, the meta changes so frequently. Like, I just so happened to look at Alcast builds again, just to see what, what was going on. With Horns of the Reach, I'm looking at, like, the best in slot, and now it's back to crafted gear that, you know, it was once upon a time, and I'm sitting here going, when did that happen? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> it, it went from you know, all these drop sets and things like that. So now it's like, oh, nope, if you just have Hoondings and this particular thing or whatever, you'll be fine as a Stamina Templar again. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, when did that? <laughs> so, you know, it changes so frequently, I guess. I guess it it makes sense that farming traits takes a super long time and they, they don't want people to continue to do that. Also, I mean, there's the thing that, like, even with the retraiting, you still have to farm the items themselves because most of the items that you use from dungeons, like, they're not tradable. So you still have to get correct weight of, let's say, Engine Guardian, which I deconstructed couple because they were wrong trade before they announced retraiting, like, just a couple of weeks ago or something like that. And I'm upset. Because I spent all my keys, undaunted keys, I got all the correct traits of all the other possible shoulders, except Engine Guardian. I got Engine Guardian in correct trait in light. I got Engine Guardian in correct trait in medium. I didn't get it, get it in heavy, and now they announced trading. So I'm upset, yeah. Yeah, no, but, I, mean... I mean... Finally, I will hopefully... Uh, if my RNG allows it, I will be able to retrade that any heavy armor engine guardian I get. So I'm I'm actually happy about this. 
Yeah, it's just a matter of if you get any engine guardian at all, you'll be set, right? Like, yep. that's all you need. You don't need any, you just, I just need it in heavy. I don't even care anymore. Just <laughs> in heavy, yeah. happy day. And then you're also, you I will be like reiterated from divines to impenetrable or impenetrable to divines, depending on obviously how much the transmutation crystals will cost. Yeah. Uh, when I switch from PvE to PvP, instead of having two different sets of pretty much everything that I use. One in impan, one in divines, that kind of deal. So guess, I'll, I'll, I'm happy about that. I guess as well. that makes sense if you're. Uh, how do I want to say this? It would make sense. You have to take it to a transmutation station. So how much effort is that actually going to be? I know that doesn't sound like a lot of effort, but or if you're doing like PvP, you do PvP and PVE every day. Let's just say you have tons of mm-hmm. time to play. You spend so many yeah. hours doing this, so many hours doing that. If you're doing that every single day, you know, maybe it might be more advantageous just to farm gear that you need and have two sets. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because but, as soon as you get a second heavy, it's like, okay, here you go, in pen, done. And yeah, then, but here's the thing. I've been playing in European server for a very long time now, mm-hmm. almost as much as the time I spent on North American side. And I still don't have that engine guardian held. So I'm not... I don't want forming it. If I get just one, just one... <laughs> I'm happy. I'm going to keep retreating it until I run out of money. I don't right. care. Right. No, it makes... Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I got you. It's just... In, in my mind, obviously, I've been playing North America only, so I don't have yeah. any... You know, I probably had multiple. But that also kind of makes me... It's not bad, but it's something that I'm kind of kicking myself because, like, while trying to farm sets, I was, like, throwing away the training sets and stuff like that. And now <laughs> I'm going, aww. If yeah. I only had kept it, then I'd be set. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so the last part of this DLC uh, will bring Battlegrounds, that is, if you have uh, the Morrowind expansion, uh, a new game mode that is called Crazy King, which is like domination, but there is only just one place that you have to dominate, and it will keep moving around the um, map. So, like, you dominate it here after, I guess, a certain interval of time. It will spawn somewhere else. You have to run there, something like that. So, not too complicated. It's just a new game mode, which is okay, I guess. Yeah, no, it, it's cool. But at the same time, I like this idea because I'm sitting here just seeing like the PVPers go nuts because you know everyone's <laughs> like flooding over to the one keep. Okay, we got it, and then it flips, and now they're like, oh crap, and they're running backwards and all over the place just trying to get back to where the original. You know, as it flips around, it, it's gonna be a madhouse, and I'm actually <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of really excited yeah. to see them see them do this because I think it will be, I think it'll be a lot of fun to see. So that was the overall review of um, the new DLC and update 16. Of course, there will be a base game patch as well, which is free. That will do like um, uh, like performance stuff. And let me quickly check that. Um, I remember something like... 20% yeah, increase Xbox. in frame rates across all platforms. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that that's <laughs> I think that's one of the things they're talking about with performance increases. Like, whatever it is that they've done has apparently they've seen an increase of like twenty percent across all platforms, which is pretty Ooh. nice. 
specifically for consoles, because the only thing I'm thinking of is, yeah, PC probably didn't have too much of an issue overall just due to the fact Well, that... in the Dungeons and Trials, like, even if I'm running uh, GTX 980, yeah. um, and in Dungeons and Trials, it still has problems. Like, even with the settings low, I still go down to, or in Cyrodiil, I still go down to, like, 20 frames per second. So, um, yeah, the, a performance improvement would be nice. That's well, sure. I don't think you're going to get uh, that much of a performance improvement around that particular style of play only because, well, the issue isn't just graphics in that case. You oh, know yeah. What I, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much deeper than, than that. So, okay. Didn't they mention, like, in earlier times, something like you won't be able to see LI, um, LI effects, um, and people were complaining, like, I have to see my LI effects, make it toggle thing. Yeah. I think we actually discussed this. Yes, we I don't did. know if it's in this game update, though. I don't know if it was this one, but I know what you're talking about. I definitely know what you're talking about. I hope the, it, the performance improvement they are talking about isn't that, but because I don't, I don't want that. No, um, no, because that... I, I want to see everything. Well, I mean especially for highly skilled PvP and even PvE, needing to see ally effects, like needing to see where a spear lands so you know when to use it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. those are things that you need to see to know when they're going on, right? Yep. So, no, I, I, I agree. It should be at least toggable, but I, I get what they're saying. That would increase, that would that would make for better performance, but also worse game. At least gameplay, mm-hmm. I guess I should say, not game, but yeah. So also for the last thing, uh, Xbox One X support and trade tracker system that will allow you to see whether or not you have researched the unique trait on an item. Um, I, I, I like that as far as it goes, um, because obviously, well, for me, it's probably not that big of a deal because I've already have everything, <laughs> you know, traded out or maxed <laughs> out on, on my character. Um, but if I, if I was doing it on alts or whatever, yeah, that might be useful. But, I mean, it it would be helpful for consoles. But everyone mm-hmm. on PC probably already had an add-on that did this. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I know I do. But my problem is I'm not going to be able to remove the add-on because the add-on also does a bunch of other stuff that <laughs> is helpful. You know, because no one just made an add-on for that. Because it's like, okay, that's just one one very helpful part of the overall base add-on. Um, so, mm-hmm. I highly doubt that's going to be something that will see too many people changing. Because I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of the add-on just because then I'd lose some other stuff that's helpful for crafting. Yeah. So. So last item on the news section is the controversial. At least for us, mm-hmm. Crown Store Showcase mm-hmm. September. Mm-hmm. Now, the I will. The first thing, actually, that is co- this is controversial for rest of the Twitter, as far as I can see, is that it only consists of four items. There are two emotes mm-hmm. which I am not happy about. Having emotes on the Crown Store feels so weird. It does actually, and and. I mean, like we've talked. To, we, okay, 
but just see, even year. that I'm not real fond of because that's that's something in my eyes should be part of base game just for like the role play aspect of these things. Like, why would yep. you? Like, I've never heard of another game ever that actually monetized, monetized um, actions. Actually, I guess I should take that back. Final Fantasy XIV started doing that. Oh, yeah, they started doing well, special like emotes. Game anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> neither here nor there at that point. But they started doing that, and I thought it was weird there too. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Just because it feels like. Thank you. Um, they finally brought me water. Thank goodness. I was getting <laughs> parched. Ooh. Not really. It's so, so tiny, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's, I hear her laughing up there. <laughs> She's just laughing at me. Um, yeah. I, 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 I just, I, I, I won't like it. And I mean, there. I said it. I don't like it. I'm not going to like it. Yeah, I mean, even if like it's it. like hundred crowns per emote, just having the idea of emotes in Crown Store. Uh... Yeah, I I know it just feels weird, and I really just I'm not real fond of it. It just doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it. Um, just because I feel like that should be something that's part of the base game. Yeah. Um, why? Why? I mean, here's the thing. It feels like um. You get base PvE content, you get uh, base PvP content, you have access to the um, non-base PvE PvP content if you have ESO+. Plus. But if you're a role player, you actually do have to spend crowns. Well, not really, but if you want to increase your experience as a role player... Increase if you don't want to just stand there. <laughs> yeah, if you want to use personalities, if you want to use costumes, houses... <laughs> Things that improve your immersiveness in while role playing, which is a very big part of Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, like there are major role playing communities out there that are doing events that are spending more time on role playing than they are doing anything else in this game. They have to spend a lot of gold, or like at least for some of the houses, or a lot of crowns to get all these costumes and things like that. And the ratio of in-game like items or costumes and whatnot available in-game compared to the things that are available in Crown Store is too low. Oh yeah. Like there are only three mounts you can get in-game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like well, how hard it is to add. It's not. Like I I don't want let's it's... say like Nightmare Horse in-game. Like that's that's not even appropriate for roleplay anyway. But like add I don't know maybe four. Add a guar, just a simple guar, let's say. I hate guars, but like many people like them. Like add the most simplistic guar in game, available mm-hmm. with gold. Yep. Add a couple more horses. It it, it won't affect your crown sales that much. But it will make a lot of people happy. Yes. Uh, I can tell you right now, absolutely. And that's that's actually, like, uh, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head here. One of my biggest issues with ESO, like, it's honestly my only issue is their cash shop. I mean, they are one of the most cash-grabby companies I've ever met, ever, when it comes to their cash shop. Everything is cash shop. Everything. I've not played a game that had so much cash shop stuff 
and so little in-game rewards, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you said, in terms of mount, when was the last time they've added a mount as a reward or even just something you could get in-game? Launch. It's, it's it was the, launch. Yeah, launch. It's, yeah. it's the same three horses that are available. Yep. Everything else beginning. has been cash shop. Everything uh, else. Yeah. I'm just glad that they at least add a couple of costumes and whatnot every DLC. But like they add maybe just a one. Couple. Maybe yeah. one, maybe two at tops. Um they have been adding mini pets into the game, but they're still very rare. But the thing is, the balance is off. When you get one Alright, let's let's put this let's put this into perspective. You get let's say two costumes. Okay, one polymorph and and one mini pet. Okay, on average, that's mm-hmm. not even every time, but we'll we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that's what they get every patch. All right, so that's every quarter, every three months, that's what you get. Okay, in that time, they do three full um full cash shop crown store, crown store editions. Uh, which on average consists of one mount, mm-hmm. three or four costumes, two or three mini pets, as well as a handful of other things, whether it be emotes yeah. or um, uh, aesthetic items such as haircuts and things like that. Yeah. Every month they do this. So times that by three, you're going to see this massive imbalance between what what is in-game, what you can earn in-game, what can make you feel accomplished, and what they have in their store. And that that is a problem. Because I know there are people and who say, oh, it's just cosmetic. Because some people don't care about that. Okay? Some don't. And, and I can't say that, you know. Um, I was listening to the Elder Scrolls off the record, and they talked about what we were going to talk about next uh, about the house. And Rage mm-hmm. was more or less saying he doesn't really see too much of an issue, but then again, he can see where the problem is, but he doesn't really care because he doesn't care about housing, period. Like, it's just not something that, you know, floats his boat, if you will. You know, it's just like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but... For some people, that is a very important aspect to the game that has been taken away um, because it's crown store stuff only, right? So, anyway, uh, we'll continue on. Maybe. Maybe we'll continue on. Hold on. So, there are... There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, what I, I, I was trying to say... Um, while you are not hearing me, yeah. <laughs> housing brought a huge user base user base back as well. Like mm-hmm. many people just came back because of housing. Yep. So, housing I mean, is I an incredibly popular feature. Like people yeah. love that kind of thing. Absolutely adore it. I mean, I'm one who loves it. Yep. I mean, I understand people not caring about cosmetics, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the main arguments is that it's just cosmetics. You don't lose anything if you don't get it. Well, you don't role play, I guess. Well, <laughs> I mean, or you don't play this game for the S. Like the on, one of the main reasons I suffer Elder Scrolls Online as an MMORPG 
is because how great it looks and is because of the immersiveness. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care about the farming. I don't care about the grinding. I'm not even max CP yet. And I've been playing this game since uh, early access. Yep. It's because I spend most of my time just running around, enjoying the world, doing housing stuff, taking screenshots, role-playing, dressing up my character and whatnot. That's my gameplay for this game. And they are locking that up behind a huge cash shop, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which you can't keep up with your crowns from ESO Plus. No. That is, if you can keep up your ESO Plus. Yeah. <laughs> No, like you like you said, you get fifteen hundred crowns a month if you just, you know, go month to month, whatever. But they're often may you know, as you said, making gold. The only way to actually get everything would be you're you're gonna have to buy crowns, obviously, because they put five, six, seven thousand crowns worth of stuff in mm -hmm. there every month. And maybe even higher, depending on, you know, what yeah. it is they're adding, which we'll get to here in a minute, obviously. No, Not it, even everything, by the way. Like, you can't even buy perhaps one-fourth of the crown store showcase with your, like, 1,500 crowns of that month. <laughs> one-fourth? I doubt it's even that high. You're being generous <laughs> now. No, but you're very true. You're, you're very true. Like, you couldn't buy a mount. You absolutely could not buy a mount. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, but the thing is with aesthetics, aesthetics keep people playing like people will farm dungeons over and over again for an aesthetic like if there's a mount drop in a dungeon or something oh my goodness they'll do that constantly even after like i did this in world of warcraft between expansions like we'd go back and do old raids and stuff like that just for the chance of maybe that mount will drop this time you know like yep <laughs> Uh, Asari from Tamriel Foundry, him and I often go into these big discussions. We've spent so much time going after cosmetic things in World of Warcraft that kept us subscribed and playing for far longer than the content did because mm -hmm. they gave us something to strive for that wasn't just playing our wallets. Because here's the thing. You can play wallet, which is true. But eventually it comes a time where either the person can't afford it or they're just tired of it and they'll move on. Um, or even if they can afford all of it, th there's no real pleasure in going. Like, I can buy all the mounts and everything like that. Um, and, okay, I bought it. I'm done. Well, I finished your content in a week. Why, why am I still playing? Why am I still logging in? Why am I telling people about your game? You know, like... Yeah. That's what I think they're missing. And Isha in chat said, I spent a month on a rep mount in WoW. Like, literally just doing rep-related tasks. Like, you know, mm -hmm. essentially leveling up Mage's Guild or Fighter's Guild just for the chance because they sold a mount, but only when you were at the highest level. You know, that kept people playing past finishing the quest in the area. Mm -hmm. Or even finishing an entire zone. Like, so... When you when you remove that, when you don't give people something to strive for, people leave. And now, now, going back to retrading, you're removing the only other thing that actually kept people doing content over and over <laughs> again. That <laughs> was guess, for yeah, item drops. Yeah. So I mean, there, there you go. Like, yeah, that's it. 
Um, and, so, and Monaco and chat, which also, by the way, shout out to Monaco for uh, being our latest Patreon subscriber too. I actually shouted out on one of our other podcasts, but I forgot to do it on this one. Uh, thank you so much, man. He's been farming a dungeon for a week to get the um, the Theo Theo uh, was it Theo Theodolite Theodolite pet. Yeah, it's the the one Dwemer pet because you mm-hmm. have to you know get the different parts and stuff. He's extending that content. That content was probably done for him in like what twenty minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> he's now spent a week on it. That is a week longer that he's been playing your game to go after a cosmetic. Because people will do that. Because cosmetics are what drive people. And and that's just it. Zoss is banking on that. That's why they, they put so much on there. Because they know people will buy it. Because, oh, you know, if I can't get anything in-game. So I'll just keep buying stuff from them. Which, you know, people say, hey, it's good for the game. I don't know. I don't I don't think it is because you then start getting people going, "Wow, this is I'm playing my wallet more than playing this." And eventually they're just like, "Well, the game's not doesn't have anything for me. I finished everything. I'm just going to unsub," which means you're not getting the monthly subs. You're not getting them watching your crown store, you know. It it's it's a problem. There needs to be a balance. There really does. There needs to be a balance between your cash shop and what you put yeah. in game. Even like, and I think it should be more or less than this, but even if it was a 50 50 split, they add one mount to the cash shop, add one to the game, that would at least give incentive. And I definitely wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, they probably in the long run, uh, you know, they might lose uh, some microtransaction stuff, but you'll be making me play much longer. So I'll be continuing to sub and continuing to play your game and buying your DLC or subbing so I have your DLC and your expansions because I'll be farming those mechan or those uh those um uh cosmetics. So yeah, that's I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with Zoss because clearly they don't <laughs> care. They 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 don't care. Um, oh yeah. I mean, at this point, it's they've, in, they've proven like, that. They've proven they don't care. When it comes to their cash shop, it's everything's going in. Just it, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can you hear me? I can still it's, hear you. Yeah. Okay. You. Sorry, okay. I was finishing that thought. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I just well, I was just making sure. Oh, At this yeah. point, it's quite important to like um, mention that when we say Zas, like we are we we are angry with Zas or whatever, we we don't mean the developer team or like the community oh, yeah. managers and whatnot. They are great. Like th- this game, of course, I didn't play too many um, MMORPGs, but overall, in terms of community management, community team, uh, may it be a bank or may it be one of the like other services and whatnot, they have the best team, at least in my experience. And dev team, I always say, said that like they are so involved with the community, whether if they actually listen or uh, do what we give as feedback or not, uh, you can see them everywhere. Like they are on the forums, they're on Twitter. You can mm-hmm. actually interact with them, and that is a, that is a great thing. Yeah. No. What yeah. We I'm... have problem is with the marketing and business department. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you are absolutely right there, Ark. That is, you know, yeah. I mean, I love I love the community team. Gina, Jess, they're amazing. Rich Lambert, he's awesome. 
yeah, as well as everyone else who's there. Like I've interacted with these people. They've been on our show before. They're awesome people, mm-hmm. but very often not. These guys don't have a choice. They listen yeah. to feedback on things that they can affect like gameplay related yep. stuff. Absolutely. They're, they're on that. But when it comes to marketing, I don't think they have any, any say whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And the Zenimax, uh, marketing department, they're, they're terrible people. They really are. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, if, if I were get employed by any chance by Zenimax Online in the future as a developer, I'll have to do what they say as well. Like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll you have don't, to, you I'll don't have, have to create something. Yeah, I'll have to create something that will end up in the cash shop or whatever. Um, yeah. So you, you don't really have a choice when the money is involved. But I just wish marketing department also cared about the player base like the others. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's their job to care about the money. But come on, there's have, yeah have some mercy. Well, yeah, mercy is one thing you could say, but I mean, there's also the idea of goodwill or dignity. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goodwill of the player base. So when you have goodwill with your player base, people will continue to come back. You'll eventually just breed so much resent that no one's gonna really care one way or the other about your game. And I mean, honestly, I'm getting to that point. Like, it, it's it disgusts me when I see their crown shop stuff because I'm just like. Psh, you know, like I've not bought crowns. I did not buy crowns when the sale was on. This is the first sale mm-hmm. that I've not done because I've just been so disgusted with their monetization policies. I have not bought any crowns when it was on sale. And before I would stock up like crazy. Nope. Won't do it. Honestly, yeah. I've hit that point where, you know, and a lot of people know this with me that other games are coming up in the future who have less. Or at least, you know, I mean, obviously the proof's in the pudding, but um, something that's complaining is they have uh, policies and stuff about no cash shops are not being cash grabby. So if they do have one, that there's supposed to be a balance. And if that's the case, Zoss, uh, I might not be here. Like, because why would I want to continue giving you my business if I if I just don't care about your marketing people like that's what you're doing you're driving people away and that's what i feel like right now yeah Um, i mean there are some serious mmorpgs and whatnot coming in the near future and um like elder scrolls online when it was released was on i guess empty space of mmorpgs because i don't remember there being a lot of new there it, it hit a point it where there was a real law yeah there was a real yeah. law and now it's it's about to change because there are a lot of things that's on its way absolutely there are a lot of indie projects that are really starting mm-hmm. to gain a lot of momentum um and i, I want to address this from chat um hold on i'm gonna I'm, I'm actually even scrolling up right now so i can pronounce your name correctly because he gave me ekasugami ekasugami okay there we go uh, you don't have to sub to play, and playing without a sub is still fun. So, yeah, a lot in, is in the cash shop, but tough to balance. It um, is still monetarily beneficial to them while still playable anyway. True. That is very true. Like, yeah, you're right. There, you don't have to have a sub to play, and obviously the cash shop is there to target those people who, who are uh, not subbing, right? But... I still feel like there is a point, you know, where you eventually go, and, and it doesn't even have to be like this. Uh, let's, 
let, let's talk about net neutrality for a minute, shall we? Um, Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, this is, this is fun. Um, because what was one of the proposed things about net neutrality? And, uh, um, I think one of the things we saw was Comcast was one of them that was doing this as well as some other internet service providers where they decided they were going to microtransaction you. You no longer have an internet connection. Um, for $10 a month, you can watch YouTube. Uh, for $15 a month added, now this is all added to your bills, right? Uh, you can have um, online gaming. Do you like watching Hulu or HBO? Well, and that's going to be another $20 a month added to your bill. They want to piecemeal out what you can buy from your from your subscription, so to speak. And people are nuts about it. They're like, are you crazy? Like that that it's that mm-hmm. same mentality of eventually people go, okay, I'm seeing the writing on the wall here. Not everyone's going to be affected the same way. I can tell you right now, my grandmother who has internet right now isn't going to care. Oh, you mean I can I can pay a lot less per month and all you know all I really care about is checking my email and going on weather.com or whatever the heck it is. Is she going to care that she's not paying for YouTube? No. Is she not going to care she's not play- paying the Twitch subscription for your internet service provider? No. Like so some people like I like I see what you're saying uh um that it doesn't affect everyone in that level but it affects a lot of people. And eventually you get to the point where you're like, wow, this is just really money grubbing. And I don't even feel like I'm getting an entire product anymore if I don't, you know, don't buy into these stuff. So, yeah, I agree. There needs to be a balance when your game's not pure sub. I agree. There needs to be. But there also needs to be something to keep people playing in the downtime. That, that's my argument. Sorry for getting heated, but obviously <laughs> this is uh, monetization in MMOs is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Something that uh, I am very passionate about, and I tend to go into long rants, which yeah. I know we 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 didn't even get to the the big issue, which oh, was yeah. Yeah. the house <laughs> that they're adding. This is this is just the pre. pre- this is this is just <laughs> the pre argument to what we're really gonna rant yeah. about. So they started adding houses into the game that were cash shop only, okay? While kind of scummy, I'm not really that big of a deal if they weren't limited time, okay? Yes. The limited time is what really, really, really gets to me right now. And it, it, it really does. Because they're essentially taking this thing, which if based on the other ones, we're looking at uh, probably fifteen to 20,000 crowns, right? So yep. for the people who don't buy anything with crowns, you know, and they're subbing, yeah, I, I get it. They were subbed up. But if you're, if, if you're not, that's almost, to get this house, that's almost, what, nine months or more of being subbed without buying anything to actually just have the crowns naturally. Or, yep. you know, or maybe even longer. Um, so you're sitting there, and if you're not one of those people, you're going to have to buy crowns, right? So, And at normal prices, to get 20,000 crowns, let's see, that's thirty nine ninety nine. Actually, 
no, here's a here's a perfect example. Twenty thousand crowns right now because they just added it back in. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up just just because I want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> Come here, web browser. Come here, Elder Scrolls Online. Not Elder Beerman. What in the world is that? I don't even know what that is. In the meantime, the Lin Shell Grand Manor. I'll just squeeze yeah, the yeah. information in there as well. Uh, will be available from September 14 to September 18. So it's just four days. Right. So four days. All right. So here's, let's say it's, it's not, it's not 15,000. You can buy 14,000 crowns for $99 and 99 cents, a hundred bucks. Okay. So you're looking at a hundred dollars in crowns. If it's mm -hmm. only fourteen thousand, all right. Um, yep. And just just for giggles, I'm going to open up the cash shop here, and I'm going to look at the probably the closest equivalent that we have, which is under housing, and it's the uh, the notable house, the uh, well, high hold might do it, but the Earth Tier Caverns. I'm going to go ahead and preview this bad boy. I'm actually even breaking what I'm doing to do this. Just so I have an idea here of what the crown cost is going to be. This is the This is the only cash shop only house that's been added to the game that has been permanent. They've done this two times before. They did it yeah. once with uh, the Tropical Island. And they did it again in Morrowind with the Telvanni Tower. This yep. will be the third time, I think. It might even be more than that. I'm trying to think. Was there another one? No, I think it's three. three? Yeah. Okay. Oh, perfect. This, this is perfect. Unfurnished Earth Tier Cavern, 1,300 crowns. So, okay. 95 bucks in crowns. $95. I don't know about you, but that's more than, well, I guess that's not what I, more than what I paid on the game because I bought the collector's edition, but that's more than what most people <laughs> bought on the game. You know, like that, a hundred bucks for the house if it's fourteen hundred, like what this Earth Tier Cavern is. Fourteen, fourteen hundred crowns. It could go as high as twenty, which you can buy now on the Crown Store, by the way, for a whopping one hundred and fifty dollars. See, hundred bucks, I can survive probably two months with hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks is how I. Uh... It's it's how I stay alive. Yeah, what, what uh, Scooter says, oh, what a steal. Yeah, that's what it feels like, right? I get also it. Apparently, I... Also, apparently, they increased the crown prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the EU by like from, 20% or something like that. Yeah, from twenty four ninety nine to, I think, twenty nine ninety nine. I won't, um, like, I didn't check it myself, and I won't give names about who actually said it. But, um, yeah, they... they... Right now, I, I, I see the European prices, yeah. Okay, you see the European prices. But yeah, from what I'm seeing, the EU got a boost up in price by like 25%, which was kind of like stealth added. I don't think anyone so, knew uh, about it. 5,500 crown pack is now for 35 uh, euros. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, th I, well, I, didn't, I never checked the crowns before, so I don't know if they actually got, got an increase, but... Yeah, I let me put it this way. I know the source you're talking about, and they're reputable. So yeah, I yeah. believe oh, them. Like I, I definitely believe them. So I oh, mean, there's, I there's can't no check. Blaming. I don't have the EU pricing, so I can't check it. But 
Yeah, no, I, I don't doubt it. So, yeah, that got increased as well. But, yeah, you're looking at minimum $100 to buy this house, okay? 100 bucks. Now, okay, I get it, okay? If this was permanent, you could either, A, let your crowns add up via subscription or save the money and buy crowns, right? I would not have an issue. Well, I'd have an issue, but less of one. Uh, my issue is more stemming from not adding things in the game. But so far, they've done the housing is about the only thing where they've actually done a good job with adding things into the game versus the crown store. That's the only thing they've done well. So it, it wouldn't bother me. Like the Earth tier doesn't bother me because it's at least in the store. You know, it has been since it was. Well, yeah. we don't. I don't want to say indefinitely because they've. They've had a habit of uh, removing items from oh, the yeah. catch oh, job, yeah. which I think is the dumbest thing on the planet. It's just my poor Yokuden charger. I just can't buy my Yokuden charger again. Yeah, on the it, European side. It's them trying it's to do artificial unique. scarcity. That's what it is. Artificial scarcity. They're trying to make panic people into buying stuff. That's what they're doing by removing it. It's like they don't need to make room. It's a line in a database for crying out loud. They're oh, doing yeah. it because. <laughs> It's a it's it's a proven seller. It's what it what makes people buy this stuff. Like you, people will buy it because they're like, oh, if it goes away, I'm not gonna get it again. So people will buy it. It is a it, it's a marketing tactic. And the guy who's doing this, or a girl who's their marketing per, knows what they're doing, and obviously it's working well. So oh yeah, I mean they are they are definitely experienced and they know what they are doing. It's just that they choose to so. Well, I mean, they, it's their job to do so. It's about who actually hired and wanted them to do so. Yeah. So you just go up the ranks. Yeah. Just, in Zenimax you, Online, if you start to like, if you look at the chain of command, but yeah, it's just whoever decides on the company policy overall. That's the problem. Like, make more money. Mm -hmm. We don't need it, but we don't care. No, no. But yeah, I don't know. It's that's kind of what I feel about the whole thing. I just. The Another four... problem I have with this is... Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say four days is the issue. Like, mm -hmm. they only announced it... They've given us at, at most two weeks. Yep. Two weeks to... Um, to... To... Uh, budget at least 100 bucks. You know, yeah. unless you have some saved. But let's say you don't have any saved. 100 bucks... If they had given us a little bit more notice, I still don't like time limited stuff, especially not for this amount of money. But it's it's just four days is 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 really crappy, really really crappy. Wow. Scholar says uh, I read a post about the increase and they made it sound like day to day everyone a favor by by not increasing it earlier. Yeah, I know, right? Also, it uh, he also said it hurts me so much because I love the game but hate their marketing so much exactly like i love the game i'm not i i, oh, yeah. I can't stop playing the game just because of this marketing it just i can <laughs> makes me upset it just makes here's the thing if enough people changes from elder scrolls online to another game i'm going to go as well because what am i going to do if you guys aren't here like am i going to just stare at a tree in game that is beautiful no i'm going to change game as well yeah because, I, like, it's an MMORPG. It's fun when you play with people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'd all be playing Skyrim or Oblivion or Morrowind and would be doing a podcast about it. Like, right. 
which we could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we could. And at sometimes I'm thinking maybe that's the better option, but yeah. And, and I, I echo what uh, Scooter's saying in chat. I, I do love this game. I mean, I mean, I've been doing a podcast about this thing for three years now. Like if I didn't love the game, why would I still be doing it? But their marketing just, it, it disgusts me. It really does. Yeah. It's, you know what, if they also added another Nibini-style house, maybe not as majestic and whatever as this, but available with in-game gold, in Gold Coast or whatnot again, I wouldn't be this upset either again. But yeah. this is the only Nibini-style house in the game, only house in Gold Coast, and it's crown only, and it's limited time only. Yep, and I just love Nibini style houses. Like one of my role playing character is from Nibini's hierarchy or bureaucracy, or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, an imperial battle mage. Uh, like I want to bring that character back into play. I would, if I had that house. I would if I had any other Nibini style houses. I just don't want, don't feel it like feel like it right. But yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I don't like the fact that this is this crown because I remember when this was on the PTS. Remember, you and I were talking, <laughs> and uh, we're you're like, I I remember saying you, you know about it being a crown store only thing, and I'm like, just watch, watch what they're gonna do. Yeah, they're I was gonna... hopeful. I was like, maybe they won't do it this time. And everyone was like, and when I you know I tweeted to Elder Scrolls Online on Twitter like, you had to do this. Uh, limited time only didn't you and everyone was like you didn't expect that like how naive are you i was like i had hopes you, um I and believed. i isha said i thought they said no houses in dlc zones they did uh but i think they realized that the houses you could now sell houses like you'll notice that none of the houses in dlc zones are there except for the cash store only ones like, hmm. literally like there's none other that are in there well i guess the... oh yeah you, you there, there are no in-game houses that you can buy no because yet. even rothgar's high hall or whatever high, is accessible via a map icon in uh craglorn yep yep because like if i go to craglorn right now which i'm going to do like Falkreath hall as well is yeah. accessed from craglorn yep because there's the Blood Forge, and over here is Falkreath Hold. So this is where you would go to get towards that house, because it's it's well, part Falkreath of. Well, doesn't even have a zone. So yeah, it doesn't have a zone yet. So you get the house via that dungeon. But yeah, the only the only one that's added is that one. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I think I've said this before that uh, Zoss is. I don't want to. This isn't the first time they've broken their word to us, but I honestly believe mm-hmm. it's something along the lines of it's not that they broke their words. They were told one thing, they told us, and then they come back and someone else above tells the developers, uh, yeah, we decided not to do it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, I feel bad about all the community managers in this business. Because all of them, not just in Zenimax Online, but probably all of them has to deal with this. Like, they they are being told something and they announce it, and then when it's changed, they talk. They get all the um, bad talk from the people. Like yep. they they tank they tank the people for higher up. So, 
coming to management is indeed like it's a difficult job that's for sure it definitely is it definitely is um so don't don't take your anger on gina and jessica people just yep keep that in mind they don't have anything to do with this um yeah scooter says it has to be so frustrating as a community manager or dev to get uh when those things are changed out of their control. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. All right. Well, we've spent a lot of time on that. Was that the last of our news arc? I think it uh, was. Yeah, yeah, that was the, that was, I, I left that, left that to last because I knew we were going to rant. Yep. Um, and I think we even said it on Twitter. Like, I can't wait to rant yeah. about this. <laughs> I mean, we, we hadn't rant about it in a long time because like we were, for the last few weeks, we were like, or not just few weeks, but we already did, we we kept saying we already talked about it, so we avoided ranting about it. But this this Lin Cham Manor was something that Bodo was really wanted to get, uh, so it kind of triggered the rant, I guess. Right. All right, guys, it's time for the lore section of the show where we get to talk about the 36 lessons of Vivek. Um, Which sermon are we on? We're on Sermon 10. Sermon uh, 10, yeah. 36 lessons of Vivek. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, Sermon 10. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to put on my, my best voice here. Uh, but we also have one other lore thing that I, it was a request of the community, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. But first, <clears throat> got to set myself up, throw my Khajiit off my lap, because that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, <laughs> just, I don't want her on my lap right now. It's, I just don't want her on my lap. Um, all right, so 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 10. You have discovered the 10th Sermon of Vivek, which was hidden in the words that came in the aftermath to the Hortator. The invoker shall raise his left hand empty and open to indicate he needs no weapons of his own. The coming forth is always hidden, so the invoker is always invisible, or better, in the skin of his enemies. The eyelid of the kingdom shall fill thirty and six follows, but the eye shall read the world. By this the hortator needs me to understand. The sword is an impatient signature, Write no contracts on the dead. Vivek says unto the Hortator, Remember the words of Boitaya. We pledge ourselves to you, the frame maker, the scarab, a world for us to love you in, a cloak of dirt to cherish, betrayed by your ancestors when you were not even looking. Hori Magnus and his ventured opinions cannot sway the understated, a trick worthy of the always satisfied, a, se- a short season of towers, a rundown absolution. And what is this? What is this but fire under your eyelid? Shift ye in your skin, I say to the Trinimac eaters. Pinch your voices into the color of bruise. Divide ye like your enemies in the houses, and lay your laws in set sequence from the center. Again, like the enemy corners of the house of troubles, and see yourself. Thus as timber, our mudslats, our sheets of resin. Then do not divide, for yet is the stride of the Sithets, quicker than the rush of enemies, and he will sunder the whole for the sake of a shingle. For we go different and in thunder. 
Sithisthet is the start of all true houses. Built against stasis and lazy slaves, turn from your predictions broken like false maps move and move like this quickened against false fathers mothers left in corners weeping for glass and rain stasis ask merely for nothing for itself which is nothing as you were in the eight everlasting imperfections vivek says unto the hortator remember the words of vivek understand that sith is it shall step or still travels vivek says unto hortator remember the words of vivek in a phosphorescent mirror of the sky vivek says unto hortator remember the words of vivek drowned and smiling vivek says unto hortator remember the words of vivek intermediate hopes enough vivek says unto hortator remember the words of vivek to answer all the things Vivek says unto the Hortator, remember the words of Vivek, not yet queried. The ending of the words is Om Sylvie. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I understand pretty much nothing, but the reading itself was awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed like, it. <laughs> <laughs> this it one is different um, because we see a couple... A couple key words here. I mean, obviously, he's referencing Daedra, right? Yeah. Uh, Boethia, you know, instead of Boethia. We've heard the term Hori Magnus before, which was in Lesson 36. It's. I've heard a couple things on this, and I've actually tried looking it up here for Hori Magnus because there's some weird things with this. Um, because some say it's like a weird Yisimir or Magnus relation. Like it's two or both or one or it's hmm. weird because when you see Yisimir, the, the forefather, they talk about Hori Magnus at that point. But of course, Magnus is also one of the uh, Etada that, that left in the beginning and tore a hole through to Mundus. So you're, you're seeing these different layers. I mean, Hori Magnus could in, indeed be, you know, Magnus that we see from um, that tour through into Aetherius. I've heard people say it could also be uh, Hermaeus Mora, as he's referring to here. Mm. Um, Sith, Sith, I always pronounce this wrong. It's Sithis it. Sithis it, which is obviously Sithis, because he's referring to, yep. for we go different and in thunder. Sithis it is the start of all true houses built against the stasis and the lazy slaves referring to Sithis being the void. Cause if you remember when Anu and Padme struggled in the void, that yeah. the blood of Anu became the Aedra while the blood of Sithis became the Daedra, which yeah. is who he's referring to here. Shift in your skins. I say to the Trinomach eaters, which is Boethia, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, because Trinomach uh, was eaten by Boethia and excreted out to become Malakath. Um, Malakath, yeah. So you're, you're seeing some interesting little, little ties in here to Daedra that he's referring to. And Daedra that aren't... Because obviously the Daedra that the Dunmer follow are the three good Daedra, uh, Boethia... Um, which is one. 
Azura. Azura and why am I drawing a blank on the last one? Monfa- Minfala. Those are the three yeah. that are said to embody the Dunmary Way. And then you have the four corners of the House of Trouble, which uh, Molek Ball, D- Marines Dagon, Shea Gorath, and I believe the last one is uh, Calavicus Vile, I believe. Why am I drawing? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm, I can't remember the fourth one now. I should have studied this ahead of time. But you have the four corners, but there's more danger than that. Uh, it actually says Molek Ball, Marines Dagon, Malakath, and Shea Malakath, and okay, Malakath. So that's the one I'm always kind of whatever one, but that there's still a handful of them. I mean, you still got uh, Hermaeus Mora, you still have mm-hmm. uh, Pirate, you still have Clavicus Vile. Uh, yep. Like there's there's several Daedra that uh, you still have. Um, come on, she's my favorite Daedra. Help, help uh, me out, Dawnbreaker. Meridia. Meridia. Yeah, Meridia. So there's more Daedra than just the ones that are like officially recognized as both the good and then the House of Troubles that are there to strengthen. And this is referring to the idea of Sithis being the start of all true houses. Um, because, of course, the, the Dunmer broke from ancestor worship, which was the Aldmeri way. They are now following the Daedra, which literally translated as not our ancestor. So the start of all true houses is a way of separating out that the Dunmer were away from the ancestors. And, you know, mm-hmm. the start of all true houses is within the Daedra and Sithisit or Sithis or uh, Padme is the start of all of that. Whew. So uh, chat room, <laughs> did you enjoy that reading? I really put a lot into it. Like, really, it, it was it was great really, at least my side. Yeah. Did, did you did you like my 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 sermon reading? I think I I, I was really practicing <laughs> on those and tr- really trying to put in the f the effort like uh you know that you would go into reading these things. I think what I should do is I should they used to do this and I'm sad that I've never really got into it. But I remember watching, um in the tribunal temple in Morrowind, some role players actually doing the 36 lessons. I should do that in voice chat, but do it actually as, you know, a <laughs> sermon and like shout it out. I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay. Definitely would. I, I definitely think that would be a lot of fun. I mean, that's people have actually been loving this section. They've been loving going over the 36 lessons. So the other question that I had was from our own robot dancer. And, she was very interested in the um, uh, Meromir, or the Sea Elves, right? Because, uh, of course, when you, you run into them, you actually deal with the Meromir a lot in the Aldmari Dominion storylines. You first encounter them oh. on um, Cathar... Whoa, I just got something or another. What's going on here? Oh, Tesoyrexa35. Thank you for the follow. Sorry. <laughs> His names. Um <laughs> Appreciate that. So you have the CLs, but you encounter a lot in Cathar and um why am I saying Catharthy? I'm all tongue tied because it's kinda late here for me, but um I'm pulling it up here on the map because I want to know how to say it now, and I'm really upset that <laughs> I don't remember how to say it because I'm being stupid. Ah, uh, Roost. Canarthy's Roost. So you actually there's even an embassy 
if you go here into the main city here, like I have it up here on the map on the stream, but this is uh, the one main city of Mistral on Canarthi's Roost. This little mm-hmm. building over here is actually uh, Mamir Embassy. Um, now, of course, as you're going through the Aldmari uh, Dominion storyline, um, when you get to the Haven, it's attacked by Mamir. Like, they're attacking. And then, like, pretty much the entire way through this, they attack. Like, you'll find Mamir somewhere in almost every... I think every zone has them. Because even when How you... How is it spelled, by the way? M-A-O... Yeah, I'll type it in chat. Um... There, I have to pick that up there. So it's M M A O R M E R. Maramir. Maramir is probably how ah, it's pronounced. Okay. So she wanted to know a little bit about these guys. So I'm going to go ahead and actually kind of explain a little bit about their history. Because they're kind of neat. When you look at them, they're like all kind of like the seafoam green. Uh, so the uh, Maramir are also known as sea elves. Our tropical elves are in a more derogatory term. Fish elves, which I think is fitting, um, are a race of myrrh that reside on the island kingdom of Pindonia. Okay, so the far south of the Somerset Isles. If you're ever interested, there's an interesting map that was done. I'm not going to say it's canon because I think someone drew it, but they added in all the lands that were mentioned. Uh, so you have like the Slowed Isles, you have Akaviri, which we really don't know much about at all. Uh, Almaris, uh, Atmora, and then of course you have Yakutan Isles and stuff like that added to this mm-hmm. map, so you can actually kind of see as well as uh, Pyandonia. So, kind of the history of these guys, and a lot of this comes from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. So it's believed that the Mermir of of Pyandonia were originally exiles from Somerset Isles. Okay, so like they were kicked out, but now there's also again, and one of the things I love about Elder Scrolls lore is that based on some tapestries within the crystal tower it says how the mayor were most likely separated when they were on aldmeris aldmeris was the original homeland of the elves the mirror the myrrh mm-hmm. uh whereas Atmora was kind of like one of the original homelands of of the humans so they were separated out original now yakuda was different as well but so according to the lead according to the legend the mayor leader king ogram not to be confused with uh, or Orgrim, not to be confused with like a Dwemer name, because I've seen that around, uh, was once a wealthy Aldmer. Aldmer, not Altmer, Aldmer. So the like the progenitor race um, of the elves. Now, and he used all of his finances to launch this huge rebellion in the land, okay? And him and his followers were banished for this and separated from Aldmeris, uh, but you know, banished to this this island to a place, and it was separated from Almeris by this impenetrable mist. Okay, it's called the Veil of Mist. Now, this boundary, you know, proved effective that you know his followers were never again disturbed from their former countrymen when the rebellion failed, and that's actually how they blocked their island. You just can't get through it. Now, they are essentially degraded at this point to pirates. Okay, mm-hmm. so and they've been relentless in attacking Somerset Isles. Like they, they've gone back and they've attacking the Altmer there uh, through the first and second era. There's pretty much didn't come to a point where they weren't attacking a coastline of the Altmer. Right. And that's why we see them in Elder Scrolls online. So prevalent in Aldmari zones, because during this time period, they were incredibly active about launching 
a ton of assaults against the Almari Dominion. So the last document, and this is more for interest, but the last documented appearance of Maramir was in the third era, year 110, in the War of the Isle, right? Um, where a united alliance of the kings of Somerset, as well as Antonia or Ant, Ant, Anticolis Septum, I would never pronounce that right, combining the imperial fleet and royal navies of Somerset Isle together with their magical powers of the Sigic Order succeeded in destroying the Pandonian invading armada. It is said that a storm brewed by the Sigic of Arteum uh, so annihilated uh, Ogrim's fleet that he was never again able to muster together enough force to dare another battle. So after the Third Era, uh, year 110, they kind of disappear from existence. Not really existence, but from all annals because of how devastating the attack was. So, one, you know, we've seen them. They possess like these blank white eyes, strange chameleon-like skin that's almost entirely colorless, but it's kind of like white. It's kind of weird looking, but apparently they can kind of change color. And one of the things that is said that they've they they do is they worship this serpent, the sea serpent. Now, here's something that's kind of interesting. Um, like the Maramir leader, King Ogram, he's a deathless wizard, like who seems to not only be immortal but grows more youthful by the century. He's also said to be the serpent god. Of the Satakal. So remember when we talked about Redguard lore and the idea of Satakal, the endless snake, the world skin? Yep. I mean, we've seen that kind several of. times. Now, this was in um, the book Pocket Guide to the Empire, first edition, Wild Regions. That's kind of where that was mentioned about him being Satakal. And of course, this is probably something more along the lines of um, rumor than anything. But they they do practice snake magic, so a lot of their serp a lot of their stuff is uh, through serpent motifs as well as being able to summon and tame sea serpents. So that is the Mamir. I like them. <laughs> I like them. They're interesting. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess in like. Elder Scroll Six, if it ever makes it to actually a game, like there, there are a lot of concepts that we never actually learned, like a caviar, a Sigic order, like Meomer or whatever they are mm -hmm. pronounced. Like it would be nice to actually learn more about it. Then on the other hand, it's kind of nice to not know about them as well. I'm torn, but. The mystery know, it would be is nice, nice to get a completely yeah, but I, it would be nice to get a completely new set of lore that mm. we are not familiar with, and you know we can only speculate about it as of now. But I don't know if they created, um, if they gave us more about those and created some new mysteries in the lore, that would also be nice as well. Right. Absolutely. I guess we'll see in about 10 years. In about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, um, we still have like Skyrim 37 too. Oh, release, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Skyrim for that. mobile VR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still got to <laughs> gotta wait on that. <laughs> it's funny. It's really funny. All right. All right. I guess that's the end of the show, Ark. 
I guess, do we have any emails? Do you know? I, I, f I feel like we do. Hold on, let me look. Do I have any on the notes? I feel like... No, we don't. Okay, notes well then I guess we read them all. Alright. Okay. Okay. Making sure. Yeah. Alright, Ark. Uh, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Arkaneer. I've been streaming on Twitch. I just broke 100 followers, actually, so that's going good. Awesome. Um, again, twitch.tv slash Arkaneer. You can email me at arkaneer at gmail.com. Whichever platform you want to reach me, you can, whether it be Twitter, email, on Twitch, on Discord. Uh, that is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. Mm -hmm. That's it, I guess. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, obviously, uh, one other kind of thing I want to say is um, uh, it's been a while since we've seen any iTunes reviews. So if there's any new listeners and you really enjoy the show, uh, I encourage you to head over to iTunes and leave us a review, whatever you think we deserve. That helps people know that we are a real podcast and that we do indeed say words. Um, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely helps, and we really do appreciate everyone who's taken the time and left us reviews. We haven't had any in a while, so it'd be nice to see uh, a few more come in, because obviously the more we get, the more people know about us, and that gets us out there, so that's awesome. Uh, you can follow me at Jellos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-F on Twitter, uh, as well as at Tales of Tamriel and at Dungeon Crawl Net. Those are our Twitter accounts for this show and the network. Uh, give those follows if you want to be up to date whenever we go live, whenever we do all sorts of random stuff like that. So definitely do that. You can follow everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, as well as Facebook.com, Twitch.tv, Patreon.com, uh, YouTube.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. I just keep trying to throw them all together since we use the same name for all of it. So check us out at all those places. It would be amazing if you could do that. Um, yeah guess that's everything guys and uh i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed the sermon i put a lot of effort into that um and i had a lot of fun a lot of fun indeed so thank you so much oh, yeah. and uh i guess ark and i we will see you next week in tamriel see you later everybody have a good night everyone when akatosh slew and he ripped his heart right out he hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was heard to shout Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell and like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. 
When elves lost learn to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.